It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for joining us on the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network, also featured on The Roar on 99.1, 93.5, and 94.7 HD2. Guys, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Let me tell you, the drive-in today, rough. People don't know how to drive. Attention, Michiganders. <laughs> Southfield is 55, I understand. But if you're going to go 70, 75, do me a favor. Don't get into an accident doing it. Please. People need to get to work. It's a Wednesday. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's how we're starting One today, lane? Huh? <laughs> really? That is, that is some BS. Whatever. One of these days, I'm just going to invent a flying car just so I can get to work <laughs> in a reasonable amount of time. I feel as though an underground car would be better. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. Or I'll just walk. <laughs> I don't know. I'll like create bionic legs. Anyways. <laughs> you don't have to create You've got those. a trophy in front they of you. Exist. you what the I hell do. is that? This is my uh, MVP trophy from my dodgeball tournament. Wow. It's engraved and everything. Oh, wow. And mind you, I got it in a couple days rather than a couple weeks. Yep. With an engraving. And engraved. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and engraved. You know what? I'm just going to stop doing nice things for people. Mm-hmm. Huh? We had nine Fish. months for you to plan a trophy. Shout Fish. out to the Slum Dodge Millionaires. MVP. And you Love choose you to last minute say, oh, we should do a trophy. All right. Well, listen, speaking of MVPs, a guy who is one of the favorites to win Super Bowl MVP, Matthew Stafford, obviously yep. is the talk of town. <clears throat> you don't need me to tell you that. But I got a question for you guys this morning. If Matthew Stafford and the Rams win on Sunday, is he a lock for the Hall of Fame? Is Matthew Stafford a lock for the Hall of Fame if he wins on Sunday? With an MVP or without it, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Jeff? I don't think so. I don't think a lock. I think it definitely elevates him. I think to be able to be a lock for the Hall of Fame, he has the statistics. We know this. Like If you look at their numbers, and I'll talk about Aaron Rodgers and his one Super Bowl win. Let me compare their statistics. So Matthew Stafford is 11th in all-time passing yards, 49,995. Aaron Rodgers is 10th with 55-360. And in terms of passer rating, Matthew Stafford's 12th of all time, 274.7. Aaron Rodgers is 10th of all time. Touchdown passes, Matthew's 12th, Aaron's 5th. So in terms of statistics, Matthew, he's 34 years old. He has a, probably another f- good five years left of his career. So t- statistically, he'll put up the numbers. My question is, yes, you do win the Super Bowl. Now you're Super Bowl champion. What do you do next year, the following year? Um, if he finishes his career with a Super Bowl win, maybe an MVP um, in more appearances in the playoffs and more playoff wins, I think so. I think he is. I mean, number-wise, you can't argue it. The, the problem was the first 12 seasons was never his numbers. It was the winning. 
and through 12 seasons, didn't win a playoff game, put up the, all the numbers in the world, uh, certainly Hall of Famer numbers, and now being in L.A., he has a certain chance this year to win a Super Bowl, tie Aaron Rodgers for the same amount of Super Bowl wins. But the difference is Aaron Rodgers has been in the NFC Championship multiple, multiple times. This is Matthew Stafford's first season in L.A. So to actually answer the question, I'm not going to say he, he won't be a lock, but by the time his career's over, damn straight, he'll be a Hall of Famer, I think. I'll tell you what. I think he's a lock for the Hall of Fame if he wins Sunday. <clears> and I'm tired of this, you know, we're, we use different arguments for every single player. There's not a, a clear definition of what a Hall of Famer is. Was Terrell Owens not a first ballot Hall of Famer? I think he was. I mean, oh, well, he was a jerk off the field. Media right. didn't like him. I don't care if you like him or not. He is the definition of a Hall of Fame player. Now, Matthew Stafford with a win on Sunday, one year removed from arguably the worst franchise in the NFL over the last 58 years, he delivers a Super Bowl. Not a playoff win, not a few playoff wins, a division title. No, no, no. A clean sweep, 4-0 in the playoffs, likely an MVP, a division title one year removed. I don't know. When I look at a player's career, I take what happened into context. That matters. Dan Marino's career. Do I slate him for not winning a Super Bowl? Even though he came out the gate super hot? No. John Elway. Was John Elway a Hall of Fame quarterback? Before Mike Shanahan and Terrell Davis showed up. Yeah. They started the, running the football. The, the answer is yes, he was a Hall of Famer. Without the Super Bowls. And my argument this morning for Matthew Stafford to be a Hall of Famer, if he wins the Super Bowl, I think it's a Sherlock. I really do. You're talking about a guy that's going to go well over 60,000 yards career passing if he keeps playing, especially if he re-signs with the Rams. Good luck. I mean, his. let's say he spends another four or five years with L.A. Yeah. In those four or five years, after a Super Bowl win, I could argue that just the, that five, six-year span will be enough to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I agree with that. And you can disregard the previous 12 years. I agree with that. But I'm not going to forget about those 12 years. I'm not going to forget that the guy in his third season in the NFL took one of the worst rosters in 2011 to the playoffs with a 10-6 record. I'm not going to forget that. And he threw for over 5,000 yards. I'm not going to forget that. I'm not going to forget that in his first six full seasons, he took the Lions to the playoffs three times. The Lions. Context matters. And when you talk to me about Aaron Rodgers, 17 years of what, Jeff? Stability. Mm -hmm. Weak division. The best team in the division year in and year out. The best ownership, the best coaching every single year. He's got the individual regular season awards. I cannot dispute that. But we want to talk about getting to the title game all those times. Dude's been there one time. He has the same amount of appearances as this guy. Yeah. So, again, context. Mm Mm-hmm. If I took Matthew Stafford and put him on the Green Bay Packers all those years. Yeah, but... Again, I, I but, don't want to go too far into it. But okay. the point is, yeah. you can at least acknowledge the story would be different. Of course. The story would be different. Mm-hmm. And for me, that matters. Yes, where you go matters. Tom Brady drafted by the Cleveland Browns. Do we get seven, bowl, uh, seven Super Bowl champion Tom Brady? I don't know. Tough question to ask. Yeah. But the point is... When I look at your career, your resume as an NFL player, context matters. Context really matters. And I'm sorry, Philip Rivers, is he a Hall of Famer? 
Maybe not a first ballot. Maybe not the second or third time in. But I think eventually he'll likely get in. Ben Roethlisberger, obviously that's not even a question. He has a few Super Bowls on his resume. Yep. But Drew Brees. Had Drew, Drew Brees won a Super Bowl extremely early on with the Saints. Yep. Went 10, 11 years without winning anything. But he's a Hall of Famer. What if he never won a Super Bowl? He would still be a Hall of Famer owning all the records he does. And Stafford is on pace to deliver on all of those numbers. So yes, I think he's a lock if he wins on Sunday because he has the ultimate trump card, the ultimate narrative card, which is, I spent 12 years in hell. You guys got me out for one year. I won every single thing there is to win outside of a regular season MVP. Not bad if you ask me. Yeah. Drew Brees came second a lot of times. We're not going to bring that up. And if, I, and if I tell you that Matthew Stafford is with the Rams for the next five years... Would it be egregious of me to suggest that he could possibly, just possibly one year, win the MVP just one time? And he'll match John Elway. Just one time. He'll match John Elway. He'll <laughs> yeah. match Dan Marino. <laughs> yeah, just by getting that. I mean, come on. Look. I think the Hall of Fame is reserved for some of the best players we've seen in football. Okay? And... I think every year they're a bit different in how they vote, and that bothers me a little bit, and it seems to be a trend with all the Hall of Fame committees. But anyways, beyond the point, if you tell me Monday of next week Matthew Stafford is a Super Bowl champion, whether he's a Super Bowl MVP or not, we'll see how the game plays out, if they win. I think the point is, with the, with the Super Bowl, that... That holds a ton of weight, especially for a guy who's going to finish with 60, 65, maybe even 70,000 yards passing yeah. in his career. He's already top 10 in a lot of those categories. So it's a tough argument for me not to make. It really is. I thought about it a lot. Look, I know the winning wasn't there in Detroit. I totally get it. But when you look back on his time in Detroit, those 12 seasons, yep. what do you remember? You remember a guy that kept you in all the games, but more importantly, a guy with the yards, I believe over 47,000, over 280 touchdowns thrown in those 12 years. The comeback drives, I feel like those got to matter. I believe it was 39 or 40, one of the two. Yep. And then... He's got 42. Three playoff appearances. Mm -hmm. Three playoff appearances in Detroit. Did you know since 99, since 1999, the Detroit Lions had never made the playoffs prior to Matthew Stafford. 1999 was their last appearance before they drafted him, and three years later, he took them to where they wanted to be. Did they ever win a division? No. Did he have a losing record against winning teams? Yes, he did. That is a fact. Sure. Yep. But you have to be extremely ignorant not to see the other side of the story. There are always two sides. Yep. And if you can only tell one side... You'll never get the full picture. You'll never understand the full context. The two sides are, yes, yeah, Stafford did under-deliver. Yes, he wasn't the guy that could carry Detroit. Here's the second side. Nobody could ever carry Detroit. That is a proven thing. He dealt with the worst coaching probably in the 12 years any quarterback has dealt with. The worst front office. The worst executives. The worst ownership. If that doesn't hold weight in a Hall of Fame where we always talk about narrative... Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what we're doing. I'm really not. But for me, he wins the Super Bowl, he's a lock. He's a lock. There's no chance. There's not a single quarterback that's won a Super Bowl with those numbers, let alone not won one that isn't in the Super Bowl, that's currently eligible. 
The guy's got he's got the numbers to prove it. All right. When we talk about Steve Smith, Steve Smith never won a Super Bowl. Yes, I know he's a wide receiver, quarterback position differently, but he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He has a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah. And he was a triple crown king. Like he has his own accomplishments. And what I want people to not get caught up in is oh, just looking at the 12 years. Oh, failure, failure. No, 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 no. Context matters. Right. That was the worst organization in the NFL during those 12 years. With at best a C head coach, C minus. Come on. You give him an A minus, A plus, whatever you want to consider Sean McVay. You give him A in the front office, A at ownership level, A as a coach, A as a roster. He's an A quarterback right now. And you tell me, well, Adam, well, that's a stacked team. All right, fine. That's a stacked team. Brady Moss Welker wasn't a stacked team. Brady Gronk, Aaron Hernandez wasn't a stacked team. Gronk, Edelman, Brady wasn't a stacked team. The Bucks, the Chiefs, the Bills. Come on. Come on. Let's not change it no, for yeah. one guy. You need good coaching and good players to win. That is a fact. No quarterback can do it by himself. No one. Nobody. It's never been done. There's no quarterback that carried a LeBron James-esque roster, uh, roster all the way to the Super Bowl and won it for them. Joe Flacco, he won. Why? Because of the defense. He's a Super Bowl, uh, excuse me, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback for me if he wins on Sunday. I don't, I don't think it's a question. Maddie? Well, speaking of Sunday, we got to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about matchups in the Super Bowl. But first, Jeff, we know you don't drink coffee, but could you tell us about the drink that you have in front of you this morning? Well, yes, Cintron is absolutely amazing. Uh, I've been addicted to it the last couple weeks, and I'm trying to get you guys addicted as well. So Cintron, uh, aspirational lifestyle beverage brand with a line of sparkling flavored energy beverages. You see it right here. I got the cranberry flavor, premium bottled water, and revitalizer shots. Cintron is the official energy drink of the Red Wings, proud partners with the DJ... Detroit Pistons and exclusively served at Little Caesars Arena. If you are looking for premium ingredients, long-lasting energy, balanced hydration, essential vitamins, and great taste, well, Cintron is your top choice. Buy online at CintronWorld.com. Use the promo code RedWings10 and save 10% with shipping included. Don't forget, drink it, live it with Cintron. Everything that we've hoped for finally He's going deep, right side. Oh, that is Edwards out there. He goes up in the air at the goal line. Hey, it's Brad Edwards here wanting to welcome the Sports Marketing Agency to Woodward Sports Network to the family. Glad to have you guys. For the last decade, Sports Marketing Agency has literally leveraged athletes around issues such as mental health and substance abuse. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChompaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here at Woodward Sports, we're always up for a good cause and a good time. This year, we present the 2022 Cubazani Run. Yeah, you heard right. Time to get in our underwear and run the streets of Detroit. For the last 12 years, we've stripped down, ran in the cold, and partied to raise money to help fund research to end NF. February 12th, join the staff from Woodward Sports and hundreds of other beautiful people downtown at the Tin Roof. You can register as an individual or your team today at woodwardsports.com. So start doing those squats, sit-ups, or just some 12-ounce curls. And get ready for Cupid's Undy Run 2022. Sponsored by the awesome people at Gypsy Vodka, Centron, and Planet Fitness. We'll see you February 12th at the Tin Roof. In our underwear. Thank you to Chili Peppers Tanning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. Guys, Super Bowl Sunday is just ahead of us. What matchups are you looking forward to the most, Jeff? Well, for me, as a fan, I'm approaching this mano y mano. I'm excited for Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase because all season I've been waiting. You have Jamar Chase, who you could say, and you probably won't get argued with, he's the best rookie wide receiver we've seen in a very long time. Um, in him coming out, how explosive he is, he's a big reason why the Bengals are in the position they're in. Uh, yes, they have T. Higgins, another very talented wide receiver, but Jamar Chase, man, and, and the connection he has with Joe Burrow, I'm excited to see what he does against arguably the best corner in the league right now, Jalen Ramsey, who's having a career season since he's been with L.A. Four interceptions, 16 pass deflections, which is one short of his career high. So he's playing amazing this season. You got Jamar Chase, who's burning cornerbacks. So I want to see them go head-to-head. And, and the reason why I say that is there's a lot of interesting matchups. I almost honestly said Joe Mixon against the defensive front for the Rams because I, I will get into it later in the week. I think he's going to be a big reason why they even have a chance to beat the Rams. But if I'm going from a fan, if I'm at home, I got my, uh, got my food, I'm watching the Super Bowl, got my wings, I'm watching Jamar Chase and Jalen Ramsey just because of if, Jalen, if Jamar Chase, his first year in the league, does that and now has a chance at Super Bowl to play against Jalen Ramsey, this is a big defining game probably for his legacy. I mean, your first year in the Super Bowl and you either uh, – get open against the best corner in the league or you get shut down. So I can't wait. It's a big make or break moment for the Bengals. They need Jamar Chase to get open, open up so much more. So uh, give me that matchup. And uh, well, I don't, I'm not going to tell you who I think wins it, but I'm excited to see it. Yeah, look, for me, I think the biggest matchup is going to be between the quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow. Look, it's the Super Bowl. Both guys are under pressure. Both guys want to deliver for their teams. That is the ultimate matchup. I'm sorry. Obviously, it's a quarterback game. Who's going to step up to the plate? Matthew Stafford walking in probably with a bit more pressure. He's got the team. They expect it to be here. Nobody really expected the Bengals to be here. So, yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow probably playing with house money this morning. Sure. But the quarterback matchup, my goodness. Who's going to play? Who's going to outduel the other? Who's going to be more prepared for the situation? Now, if you want to ask me based off of recent history, I'd say they they're both are, but one has led multiple fourth-quarter comebacks in the playoffs against Tampa Bay and San Francisco. 
Or I should say game-winning drives, excuse me. And Joe Burrow did it against the Chiefs, And too. Joe Burrow did it against the Chiefs as well. So, like, there, there is no difference. There is no significant advantage at the quarterback position. And that's why I'm intrigued. That's why, for me, it's the matchup. Because I think it's super even. I think Joe Burrow's an absolute stud. Matthew Stafford, a stud. They're playing at an exceptionally high level, both of them. Mm-hmm. My goodness, the quarterback matchup for me is is probably 1A. If I were to give you a 1B, I'm going to be looking at the sideline, Jeff. How's Zach Taylor going to coach in his first Super Bowl? How's that is a big deal. Yeah. And how's Sean McVay going to be coaching in his second after he, I would say, had... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, he was overprepared for New England. He was tense. Yep. He was not ready. And it showed. They only put up three points against the Patriots. That was not some historically great defense in New England. It was good. It was very good. But three points in a Super Bowl. Hence why they traded Jared Goff years later. Yeah. Coaching. Coaching on the sidelines is going to be a big deal. At least for me. A body language. Communication. Who's going to be more dialed in? And obviously you're going to probably go with Sean McVay on this one. He's been to a Super Bowl. He knows his mistakes from before. But is Zach Taylor ready to step up? And coach, and you could have asked the same question in the AFC title game, of course. But he did show up. So I'm not really worried. But my goodness, the two matchups for me this morning that I'm looking most forward to. Sidelines and the quarterback play. Jeff? I like it. I like it. I think another one we got to throw in there and that we haven't mentioned and people have mentioned in the chat, excited for Aaron Donald versus that, and Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, of course, against that Bengals offensive line, and they're going to struggle. Joe Burrow was sacked nine times against the Tennessee Titans. They still won the game, of course, but it's, it's getting sacked. Not all sacks are made the same. You have nine sacks against the Tennessee Titans. If you get nine sacks you know, on you uh, against the Rams, I think it'll feel a lot different. Aaron Donald coming for you, Von Miller. It's going to be interesting. As a fan, obviously, I said Jamar Chase and Jalen Ramsey, but there's so many matchups I'm excited for. You, you named two of them. that got the quarterbacks. You got the coaches. Um, coaches have former relationships. You got Aaron Donald against the offensive line and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd. And you also got... Like, and I was going to bring up Joe Mixon against that defensive front because if they're able to get Joe Mixon going, it's going to open up a whole lot for those guys on the outside. So give me a lot of matchups, honestly, a lot of storylines in the Super Bowl. I, I think the quarterback one is interesting because, you, like you said, very in terms of talent, in terms of their production, very similar um, this year. And you have Joe Burrow, who's on a hot streak. You got Matthew Stafford's on a hot streak. So I'm excited for a lot of these matchups, but at the end of the day, as a fan, I'm just sticking with the, the star power, but I honestly wouldn't have a problem with any of them. I, that's what makes this great this game so great. Uh, you got like 10 different matchups you can pay attention to, and they're all very significant. Yeah, I'm ready for it, man. I think maybe one more to add is how is the Bengals offensive line going to hold up against this pass rush? That's what, yep, that's what Leonard I Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, Von Miller. Yep. Not bad. I was, I was talking about it, I know. Oh, I know, but no. what I'm saying is... I get you, though. Nine sacks against Cincinnati, Tennessee had in the divisional round. Look, I know I'm repeating. Just give me a second. Let me make my point instead of I know, saying I know. Like I'm like a lo- at a loss. Okay. If you're putting money on the Super Bowl this weekend, you're likely going somebody, somebody as an underdog on the defensive line. Yeah. It's a smart bet. And again, Joe Mixon, what's his impact going to be? Is he? Are they going to be able to run the ball? In the regular season, the Rams had one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. In the playoffs, I believe they're number one. Yeah, they turned it around. They turned it around come postseason time. And is that going to affect Joe Burrow? 
doesn't seem like a guy and statistically he's not he doesn't live and die off the play action so he'll technically be okay yeah but you're there's more risk involved when you're throwing the ball all game and i don't think the Bengals want to be involved in a game where they're throwing 35 40 times i don't think that's a recipe for success no. i think 27 28 throws at most tells me that you were able to run the ball you had a lead you were in control i think that's their that's their strategy for winning if you ask me how do the Bengals need to win joe mixon needs to be an x factor yeah what do you think that's right yeah i agree with you that's what i was saying earlier with joe mixon i think he's probably the most important part of this entire game because if they're able to establish the run with joe mixon it's going to open up jamar chase it's going to open up tyler boyd it's going to open up t higgins and you got joe burrow throwing him the football so joe mixon the biggest x factor in this game that that's the matchups that's why i almost honestly said joe mixon against that defensive front is my favorite matchup because it, it's going to entail probably the result of this game um if they're able to get joe mixon going i don't see joe burrow may, uh, being the reason why they lose it's gonna have to be they completely stop the run and like you said joe burrow is gonna have to throw upwards of you know 35 40 times but if they're able to establish the run it's gonna make things very interesting because you got guys on the rams defensive front that want to rush the passer and if you're running the ball you're neutralizing them so uh, we'll see what happens uh, i agree with you joe Bur um joe mixon's very important in this matchup but stopping the run the rams have shown they've been able to do that but can they do it in the biggest game of the year against joe mixon uh, i'm interested to see and two of the teams that blitz the fewest in the nfl are in the super bowl right now and two of the most efficient quarterbacks against the blitz are joe burrow and matthew stafford mm -hmm. such an intriguing matchup are we going to see a lot of zone man to man i mean really the question is will the Bengals be able to hold up against the wide receiving core can they get a of the Rams when we talk about the Rams secondary I got Jalen Ramsey so I know at least somebody will likely be will have to work for it that day fair but then they have Tyler Boyd and they have T Higgins or Jamar Chase depending on who Ramsey takes and do you double one of those guys there's Joe Burrow let me put it this way Jeff Joe Burrow is going to have matchups that he's going to like on Sunday yep but for every one individual matchup he likes, Stafford likely will have two or three. That Bengals secondary does not fit and does not match up well. They're going to need to put a pass rush on Matthew Stafford. They're going to have to get to him three, four, five times at minimum. And they might they might have the guys that do the Trey Hedrickson. Oh, absolutely. They, do. they, they spent big money on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm we'll excited see. for it, man. The Super Bowl is going to be great. It really is. Two great teams. I think as a neutral fan, you're not going to be upset either way. Two two storylines heading into Monday. For if the Bengals win, wow, Bengals won the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow's probably the best quarterback in the NFL. Is he going to be be the next Tom Brady? All this talk is going to happen. If the Rams win, Sean McVay finally delivered. The I put I guess the cherry on top of an early Hall of Fame career so far. Matthew Stafford gets it done one year removed from Detroit. Is he a Hall of Famer now? Is that in the books? Aaron Donald, the greatest defensive player of all time. Now he has the Super Bowl finally to back up the all Super the defensive Bowl. player of, of the years. Yep. Like whatever happens on Sunday, gonna be a ton of talk about. It. I'm so excited for it, Maddie. All right, guys. Well, I'm very excited for it too. Uh, but when we got to go to break, when we come back. We are talking about mock drafts, so um, hang tight. But first, we need to hear about Guardian Alarm. Yeah, guys, we talk about these defenses in the Super Bowl and how blessed we are to be able to witness it. 
Well, Guardian Alarm is something else you need to look into because Guardian Alarm gets it. Good defense on and off the field. That helps you feel secure. Guardian Alarm has state-of-the-art technology that not only helps you feel safe, but also has 24-7 local monitoring. And Guardian Alarm also has convenient features that let you check in on your home, control lights and temperatures, detect smoke or carbon monoxide. It will even let you lock and unlock doors. Call 800-STAY-OUT today. That's 800-STAY-OUT. Stay out. Get them out. You heard fish. Guardian Alarm has been trusted for over 90 years at keeping families safe. What's the over-under? Should I tease? Who is the lock of the night? Make sure you're watching Woodward Bets to get the latest in sports betting and more. Woodward Bets, daily on Woodward Sports. Hi, I'm Kay Cunningham. Working with Hall Financial to purchase my first home was easier than I could have ever imagined. They treated me like family from start to finish. Find out for yourself at callhallfirst.com. Make sure you're listening to Woodward Sports all day long. Start your morning with the Morning Woodward Show. Spend middays with Big D Energy. Watch and listen your drive home with the bottom line. And don't forget about Woodward Bets daily. All live, all right here on the Woodward Sports Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. Guys, NFL draft projections have come out. Oof. Another round. What do you think about the projections? We got well, in Hutchinson. the most recent one, they have the yeah. Detroit Lions, Jeff, selecting Aiden Hutchinson, number two overall. I'm good with that. And then they Kenny go up Pickett. and grab Kenny Pickett. Uh, did they say what? We um, went up and traded up to... I believe the, uh, they traded mid-round. I believe it was 11, 12, or okay. 13. But All right. Uh... Okay, let's just start with the edge rusher at okay. number two. Let's break it down. If I told you, Detroit Lions fans, that you walked away with Aiden Hutchinson, number two overall, what are your arguments against it? I'm curious. None. And <laughs> if I may, what is one of the most important aspects and traits of an edge rusher? Motor. Bingo. Motor. I love this guy. Motor. Yep. And who has the highest motor in the draft of all players Aiden Hutchinson. Yep. Now, is he the most skilled? Does he have the maybe the ceiling of a, a Kayvon Thibodeau? Maybe, maybe not. But what I see in Aiden Hutchinson is a guy that walks into the NFL 8.5 to 11.5 sacks year one. Yeah. He's a guy that contributes right away. This isn't a, oh, 3.5 sacks, 4.5 sacks year one. He's, you know, finding his groove. Year two, 11 explodes on this. No, no, no. I think this is a guy that walks in and just contributes to any team he'll yeah. be on. And if it is the Detroit Lions, 
if it's the current culture you're building, he's definitely a locker room leader, guys. So you're going to love having that. And again, how do you affect the opposing team's quarterback? How do you get them to play differently in a worse way? You get to them with edge rushers. The Lions don't have any right now. I like I like the Aiden Hutchinson pick. I'm not against it, Jeff. No, I'm not either. I mean, that's a guy you can play every down. And Aiden Hutchinson, man, you saw what he was able to do. You know, he's played in big games. He's played in big moments, and his play's elevated. You know, the game against Ohio State, fifth, what is it, 15 pressures on the quarterback? It was absolutely ridiculous. And with Kayvon Thibodeau, I'm over the ceiling argument. Like, before, I was leaning a little towards Thibodeau in terms of what he can be. But now you're starting to see Thibodeau slide down people's draft boards, and, and obviously that's you kind of start to see how they feel about him. But for me, I've, I've always been a big fan of Aiden. I'll have no problem if we take him at number two. I'll honestly be happy. Yeah, I mean, re- regardless of being a hometown kid, the motor thing is such a big, big part of it. The guy never quits a down. Like you saw it at Michigan, how hard he plays and the immediate impact. I want, and we'll talk about it, I I want immediate starters. I want guys who can contribute day one when they come in here. And and what they are is what they are. And with Aid Hutchinson, I'm getting exactly what I'm asking for. So I have no problem with it. Now, are we going to have the discussion? Does he have the highest ceiling? No, but he's the most ready to play. And he's the most for sure guy that you're not going to select somebody and he's not going to work out. Aiden Hutchinson will work out. It's just a matter of what his ceiling is. So, and the Lions will find that out if they select him. Yeah, I think this mock is insane, actually. The fact that you're able to walk away with Kenny Pickett, who I think is the most NFL-ready quarterback yeah. right now, and a edge rusher, whether it's Aiden Kavon. And Kavon's been slipping in the boards, guys. Pay attention a little bit. Guy is not projected... Being taken fifth, sixth, even seventh in some boards. Why? I don't think it's an on-the-field thing. I think people just are asking questions around the league. And I'm sorry, we had Russell Brown on the other day. And we asked him about Aiden Hutchinson. And the guy's technique is, I wouldn't say flawless, but it's the best in the draft. His motor, the highest in the draft. His ability to get off the line outside of Kayvon Thibodeau, no one does it better. Mm-hmm. The guy's gonna be a good ed, uh, the guy is gonna be a good ed, uh, edge rusher. Yeah. I don't think that's even a concern of mine. But again, when you take somebody at number two overall, you're hoping, not only hoping for, you're essentially guaranteeing you're gonna have the guy on your team. And is the guy Kayvon? Is it Aiden? Is it Kyle Hamilton? Who knows? But my goodness. The more and more I see mock drafts, the more an edge rusher at two, it just, you have to start the draft that way. Mm-hmm. I don't, what are you going to go grab Nick Benito in the third round, <laughs> second round? Okay. Is he Kayvon Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson? Are you going to trade back and grab a Jabo? Again, there's so many things that could happen, but just based off of this mock draft, I really like it. You, you like the Kenny Pickett as well? Like oh, yeah. You talk about quarterback, your time starts. I don't starts. think he's going to be available. I, I think the mock draft is inaccurate. I think he goes <laughs> in the top 10 let's, minimum. Let's say, so you're, you're okay with it. Let's say the Lions, hypothetically, they trade up to around that the selection they had us trading up at. Maybe Kenny Pickett's not there. Are you only good with it because it is Kenny Pickett? Or if they trade up and get a quarterback, you're If they trade like, up hey, and get a quarterback, get even if I may disagree with who that quarterback will be, which yeah. will likely be Malik Willis, let's say, even if I disagree. John Dorsey and Brad Holmes have put their necks out there to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. If they're going to do that, that's fine. I won't criticize it, even if I don't agree with it. But what I will say, though, is the time starts right away. The moment you draft a quarterback, fine. You get one year of golf, you ship him out, and I want to see the kid in 2023. And he better be every bit 
worth of those draft picks. Because you know what's going to happen, guys? Whatever you're going to have to trade to move up, people will remember, oh, what could have been. If you would have kept that pick, you would have been able to select X player. That's going to happen. That's a natural thing that happens right. in the NFL. So, yeah. Uh, if you asked me two months ago, three months ago, how I felt about taking a quarterback, I would be completely against it. But again, as time goes on, listening more, thinking about it more, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to it. And again, I want to be able to hold people accountable. That is one of the most important aspects of what we do. Can I hold Brad Holmes accountable if he hasn't selected a quarterback yet? Can I hold Dan Campbell accountable when the roster is still being built and I think he has a, a C, C-plus quarterback? I, I can if he makes egregious mistakes, mm -hmm. but the wins and losses, 313-1 isn't something it's fair of me to do and judge on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally okay with the, the quarterback pick. I really am. Whether it's Pickett, Willis, Jeff, doesn't matter to me. If they're going to move up and grab a quarterback, they told me everything I need to know. That's their guy. They're all in. And that'll make or break their careers here in Detroit. And, that, and that's what worries me a little bit. Like, I, I get where you're coming from because you know what you don't know. Obviously, if they like Malik Willis, I'm not going to sit up here and say, don't do it. You're screwed. Like, obviously, what you don't know is what you don't know. But with Malik and anybody, for that matter, any quarterback, my worry is that time. And, you know, as soon as you select a quarterback, Brian Holmes is on the clock or, and Dan Campbell, for a matter of fact. So that's what worries me. Um, you don't want to force your hand. But at the same time, if these guys fall to you, um, I'm not going to be – ticked off if they if they select a guy like like Sam Howell or Malik Willis I will be disappointed I, I've been up here all the last couple months and, and been saying don't worry about a quarterback in the first round you could take two very very good starters immediately in that first round but at the same time we don't have that decision making so we'll see what they do I, I have trust in Brad Holmes whatever he does John Dorsey like he said hopping on the bandwagon I'm not too worried about yeah, it. yeah again just my my advice to you Detroit Lions fans I'm not gonna tell you what to do but just my advice Never be frustrated when a GM, any GM, and this can go to Lions fans or any fan across the board, when your GM and head coach, even if it's the wrong decision in hindsight, when they go all in on a quarterback, you should be happy because now you have something to hold them accountable with. Matt Nagy and Ryan Day, you know why they're out of town outside of the medi mediocre seasons they've had in the last few years? They drafted Justin Fields, and he looked god-awful. Now, I hope he turns it around. I'm a fan of Justin Fields. Wish him nothing but the best. Having said that, mm -hmm. when you take a quarterback, you can hold the people in charge of your team accountable. It's that simple. You can start putting realistic expectations on it. And who knows? Golf was hurt this year multiple times. You may need a rookie quarterback to step in a few times this year. Who knows? And maybe he wins the job by doing that. There are a million scenarios I can play out in front of you. I could literally be here all day telling you this. Have a Drew Bledsoe moment. <laughs> literally. You don't know. And again, if they are willing and confident enough to trade up and get a quarterback, be my guest. If they do it at number two, I'm not going to lie to you. I'll probably put my head through that glass. But after I do that and I let out my frustration, I'm going to come up here and sit and say, all right, they're all in on this guy. This is the guy. Let's see how it plays out even if I may totally disagree with it. I think yeah, that's fair. You, I, you have to be fair. Yeah. That is the whole point of this. You have to be fair. Even if you don't agree, 
I'm not the one making decisions. I'm not. So I'm not going to get frustrated by a decision, even if I believe there was a better option. Why? Because I hold them accountable by their decisions. It's that simple. Maddie, we got to go to break. I'm running out of breath already. It's 8, <laughs> what, 8.38. You got a long time to go. Yeah, I don't know. I was talking too much this morning. I was on the phone for like an hour. You're probably also yelling at the people on the road, huh? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Adam oh, out yeah. there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a road rager, though. I'm not. I'm actually the quiet guy on the road. That's me. I'm just chilling. I just I yell inside my head like you mother, but I never like oh, I show totally my frustration. Yell. You know what I mean? It's all like, it's all up here. Secret. I'm a road rager for sure. Oh, are you? <laughs> I, you look like one. What does that even mean? <laughs> the truck, the hey, fit, the look. Listen. <laughs> the MVP trophy. He goes the MVP trophy. Some Dodge Millionaire. Anybody <laughs> driving on Woodward between ten o'clock, well nine forty-five and ten fifteen-ish. Watch out! If you see a white Dodge Ram. <laughs> Get the hell out of the way. You girls got to get to work. That's fair. <laughs> that Anyways, fair. we got to go to break. But can you please tell us about Gypsy Vodka? All right, guys. Gypsy Vodka is the smoothest and best tasting vodka on the market. Locally owned and operated in Petoskey, Michigan. Support our local brothers, Mike and Adam, who have founded Gypsy Vodka. Ask for it by the name of Gypsy wherever you may be. And as always, please drink responsibly. Hi, my diamonds. It's Crystal with an X. You want to get hot and perfect like me? Here's my super easy routine. <laughs> Drink at least a gallon of water before you wake up. <laughs> Attach a weight to everything in your house. Hello? Sell your car and just sprint everywhere. Scream when you exhale. <laughs> Don't follow Crystal with an X. Do your own thing at Planet Fitness with tons of equipment and free fitness training in our clean and spacious clubs. Join now for just $10 a month and cancel anytime. Fellas, football season is here. It's time to make your grooming experience easy like Sunday morning. Get to Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men. Walk in, relax, watch your favorite team play, and before you know it, your hair will be game ready. Get to Lady Jane's, open 10 to 8, 7 days a week. Walk in anytime. It's wicked awesome. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your Detroit alternative to the normal sports blah, blah, blah. It's Woodward Sports. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. Don't forget to join us this weekend at the Stafford Bowl Party at Brass Rail. We've got a pregame show from 4.30 to 6.30 with Woodward Sports, Cintron, Gypsy Vodka, and Planet Fitness. It's going to be a great time. We've got a watch party afterwards. I think all of us are going to be there. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Join yep. us. We'd love to meet all you guys. Oh, I'm, I am going to be insufferable that day. <laughs> and if the Rams win... I think you all know what's going to happen Monday. You don't know, 
technically. But you can imagine whatever the hell we've done in the last three weeks, nothing compared to what will happen on Monday. That I guarantee. We got something big. There may be thousands and thousands of dollars worth of damages in the <laughs> studio. And I'm not joking. We may have a smoke machine. You don't even know. Smoke machine, pyrotechnics, <laughs> drugs. Just <laughs> drugs. I'm, there's not a line I'm not willing to cross. Yeah. Nobody, no, nobody in the chat can write. I the line thing. Can't oh, write us out. Oh, don't worry. Every, all hands on deck on Monday. I'll all tell right. you that. All hands on deck. We're talking six outfits, six different costumes. <laughs> We do an outfit change every break. Every break, different <laughs> outfit. Every break. Every break, a new cigar. Yep. I may be in a onesie. I don't even know what's going to happen. Long I'm John's? Excited. Maybe Long John's. You never know. All right, guys. <laughs> I don't know if you saw yesterday, but Jared Goff came out with a statement on Matthew Stafford. He said he's always been rooting for him. He really likes Matthew Stafford. What do you guys think? Yeah, you know what's funny? Even before Stafford was traded... Or you can maybe argue right after. A lot of people in the NFL, just his peers, came out and defended him like, yeah. guys, this guy is really good. He just played there for 12 years. Like, you're going to see something different. Aaron Rodgers came out. They did, yeah. Um, uh, now Jared Goff. So many people came to his defense immediately. And I thought it was a bit weird at the time. But now, again, as time goes on, you see him and develop and everything's going well. Jared Goff's comments don't surprise me. One, he's a total professional, by the way. I don't if you guys haven't had the luxury of meeting him. His parents are absolutely amazing people, by the way. Some of the nicest people I've ever met. Having said that, dude does a lot of charity work outside of here. Great, great guy. And his comments don't surprise me one bit. They don't surprise me one bit. I think I think if you were surprised by the success Stafford is having in Detroit or excuse me LA right now I, I think one of two things one you never watched the Lions for 12 years right and then two you just hold you you held a significant grudge against the guy that is the only way you could have gone into the situation in the offseason and said up here they will win six to uh, six games with Matthew Stafford they will tank they will collapse the Lions will have two top 10 picks all that he, nonsense and hearsay all of that stuff that happened the only way that happens is if you held a grudge against him or you never watched the Lions for 12 years. It's that simple. A very good quarterback going to a better coach, a better front office, a better owner, a better roster, a better organization in terms of structure and culture. He was always going to succeed. He was always going to succeed. It's that simple. It really is. So yeah, Jared Goff's comments, they don't surprise me one bit. Mm -hmm. Everyone else has been very complimentary of Matthew Stafford. Hell, when Kyle Shanahan came out right away, right after the trade, and said, yeah, look, you know, we were one of the teams that were interested, but, I mean, when I broke down this guy's film, he was better than even I thought. Yeah. The proof is there now. Like, well, we can move past this, but the point is, I'm not surprised anymore. And I'm glad he's getting his due. I really am, Jeff. Yeah, I think the consensus always, even before when he was with Detroit, like you said, players knew what Matthew Stafford was. Aaron Rodgers, like Funky said in the chat, even before he was traded, Rodgers always used to compliment Matthew Stafford. Everyone used to give him his credit. Even in Detroit, obviously you see Patty Mahomes and doing the no-look passes. Everyone was like, what about Matthew? He's, he's been doing them in Detroit. But obviously no one's really watching Detroit Lions games. So the national media 
have have come around since he's been in LA. Obviously, LA big market. Um, regardless of how committed their fan base is to going to the games, they're a big football town. So, and what they talk about all the news networks. So, with with Matthew Stafford, I'm not surprised the narrative's changed at national level. I mean, the guys they don't watch Matthew Stafford, and they're just jumping onto whatever's relevant. But in terms of Jared Goff saying it, that means a lot. I mean, Jared Goff, he understands. He, he's not dumb. The guy gets it. He was traded for, he might not admit it, but a better quarterback. They upgraded. Now they're in the Super Bowl. So he's accepted it. I mean, he's gotten past it. He understands that, you know, he didn't work out in L.A. He's with Detroit now. And maybe he even has a little more respect for Matthew Stafford now being in Detroit. And it's a very different situation, but just the, the uh, on a national level, on a, you know, how many people are actually paying attention to the Lions, especially during this year, you have the number two overall pick. Like, welcome to Detroit. And this is what a rebuild looks like. Jared's kind of waking up a little bit. And you know what? I'm so happy. Matthew's getting his flowers and his comments were so genuine they were I mean I'll read it for you most of all I'm happy for those guys referring to everybody on the Los Angeles Rams because I know how hard they've worked and they deserve it Goff explained on uh, later on of course as a human you feel like you can be missing out at times like man I was there not too long ago yeah and they're back in the Super Bowl but I think about it and if I was in that situation meaning if he had left which he did and he eventually gets to a Super Bowl he is confident those same players would be just as excited for him as he is for them. And that's so telling about who he is as a, as a character. When we talk about franchise quarterbacks, you want to have the ability to speak at a podium. Character, that matters now. Does he have the ability? Does he have um, maybe the, the leadership aspect? Yeah, you can question that in terms of uh, with Jared Goff. But he, he's definitely a high character guy. Definitely yeah. a guy that... You know, even in down times, you're not going to be, you know, pitchforks waiting outside with. You know, he, he's a good guy. And again, what are we seeing as a trend in the NFL this year? Good things. Good people are winning. People that are doing things the right way. I'm, I'm all for it, man. I really am. And then I, I do want to switch real quick. Barry Sanders addressed at the NFL Network yesterday and talked about the Cincinnati Bengals. And how that he's in love with how young of a team they are. Yep. And you know what? I, I started to think a little bit. What other team in the NFL, and Jeff, feel free anytime to interject. Mm-hmm. What other team in the NFL has a young core similar, given the contract situations, age, et cetera, experience, yep. that the Bengals have? T. Higgins, <laughs> yeah. Jamar Chase, year one, Joe Burrow, year two. T. Higgins, year two. Tyler Boyd ain't bad of a player either. and he's Not oh. bad, man. Not bad if you ask yeah. me. And then you have, of course, Joe Mixon. But I'm talking that young core, yep. that 20 to 24 years old, on rookie contracts. Who else in the NFL has it? And I thought long and hard about it. And I couldn't find one team. I, I can't even just think about it. I couldn't find one team. I think the only comparable one in terms of contract situation would be the Miami Dolphins. Two is on a rookie uh, deal, and so is Jalen Waddle. Waddle. But that's no Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, or yeah. Jamar Chase combination, if you know what I'm trying to say here. Mm-hmm. So I, I find it very interesting. I really do. And I think they are built for the long haul, Jeff. Even if they have to pay some players and they'll lose some, the fact that you have the quarterback, it looks like you have the coach, you have the premier wide receivers, the rest, you can figure it out. Mm-hmm. 
And I think the Bengals are in it for the long haul. What do you think? No, I agree with you 100%. I think the Bengals, and this is why we've been talking about this being such an anomaly. I mean, you have three guys on the Bengals, three receivers, who almost had 1,000 yards this year. So, I mean, if we're discussing in terms of young core, they're as good as it gets. You have a 1,000-yard rusher and Joe Mixon. Now he's not a part of that young core, but he's still there. Decently young guy. And then you have a, a rookie contracts, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins. Obviously, you still have Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd. So, with these guys, I mean – it's going to be scary. But at the same time, if you look around the NFL, maybe the Miami Dolphins, like you said, is the closest one. But to have these guys, like the Chiefs, they were able to keep that core together. They had to work the ca- the cap. Obviously, now they're paying Patrick uh, Mahomes um, tons of money. So if you're going to look at it like that, Joe Burrow's going to get a contract extension eventually, and it's going to be historic money. So as of right now, you got guys all on rookie deals. You can surround them with veterans, which they've been able to do so, signing Trey Hendrickson and, and Von Bell. And look what look what happens, man. You got talent on rookie contracts. You add more talent, and now you're in the Super Bowl. You got a hell of a head coach. They're on the right path. Um, I just think the Bengals, it's going to be interesting to do once these guys are they need to get paid. I think they'll be able to do it. Every team's usually found a way to do it. But at the same time, that, that's what you want as an organization. You got multiple talented players that you're paying rookie deals to, and you can afford to sign other guys at free agency. Like that's, that's a team built for two to three years of constant success. As long as they can keep those guys together, they'll be just fine. They'll be just fine. Maddie, moving forward in the NFL, okay? We talk about young courts, getting the quarterback right, the coach, the GM. You know, that's your, your foundation three. Where do you see the NFL heading? especially for the Detroit Lions, right? They don't have the quarterback. I think we can all agree on that. That's not, you know, I don't think that's egregious to say (laughs) about Jared Goff. I don't think he's the franchise guy for the next 10, 12 years. So you know Detroit needs a quarterback, Matty. And if I told you the Lions make a move for a quarterback, here are two options, and you give me it. You give me your answer, I should say. Option A. You start the rookie right away. Golf on the bench, waste of money. Option B, you play golf the whole year. You give him kind of the Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes treatment. And then you bring on the kid year two. What makes most sense, and I could argue, again, Joe Burrow last year, remember, he got hurt towards ACL. He was doing fine. He was actually playing pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he towards ACL, what, seven games in? He had an entire offseason to rehab. Hit the playbook, understand coverages and defenses, and more importantly, he was beyond a senior at LSU. So he was already a matured quarterback. Yep. He had matured in ways most quarterbacks don't. They come out at 21, 22 typically. Yeah. He came out at 23, 24. And what happens? He's comfortable right away. Senior quarterback Justin Herbert walks into the NFL comfortable right away. And yes, they had weapons, but the point is, Maddie, with this Detroit Lions team, are you bringing a kid on, Pickett, Willis, Ritter? I don't, I don't care who it is. Is there any scenario in your mind this season where a Detroit Lions quarterback is starting that's not Jared Goff? I don't think so, honestly. I think that do we have to play Jared Goff. I think we have to sit a quarterback if we take one in this draft for at least a year. I don't see Jared Goff being our quarterback, and we're all in the same consensus with this, but I don't see us starting another quarterback, not this year. Not when we're trying to fill too many holes with this draft and trying to figure out where our team's going. And, and expectations are important. Like, we're expecting this team to make that jump. Uh, we talked about comparisons into former regimes in terms of how they made that jump. You win 
you know, a couple games your first season. We're in a rebuild, second year. You're expecting him to climb six, mm-hmm. seven, eight wins. And if that's going to be with Malik Willis, I think we're going to disagree. So Jared Goff is the guy next year, in my opinion. He definitely is. Um, no doubt in my mind. I don't think there's a single quarterback in this class besides Kenny Pickett. Russell Brown said it himself. That's probably ready to start day one. So Kenny Pickett, obviously, who knows what his ceiling is going to be. But Jared Goff, to me, has to get the start next season no question about it you're paying him too much money and you got to see really what you have I mean you had him in one season he missed a couple games didn't looked pretty good down the stretch with Ben Johnson now you have Ben Johnson as your full 17 game OC Dan's probably going to still call plays I want to see a full season with Jared Goff I'm curious how that works out because nothing official has been made I'm assuming Dan Campbell will call plays year one or at least to start the year who knows it may be Ben Johnson off the gate I really don't know. Because Dan said before, I, I, I want to get my hands out of the offense. I want to be focused on other things. But at the same time, control, you mention it all the time. I think that's important. Like, you want your head coach to be in control of what's going on. But if Dan said it himself, he'd like to take a step back. Maybe, maybe Ben Johnson, we do see taking that next step and, and becoming the play caller. And off of that, and to the quarterback situation in terms of getting a rookie and acquiring one through the draft, mm-hmm. my two cents, take it how you want. Load up. Load up on talent this year. Mm-hmm. Load up. You got two first round picks again next year. Yeah. You'll take a quarterback next year. Please Thank you. save me Thank the problem. You. Yeah. Thank you. But again, if they do it, I, I can't sit up here and, you know, take a pitchfork down to Ford Field. <laughs> I can't. The no. GM has given me his vote of approval on a quarterback. I have to support it theoretically, even if I disagree with it. I have to support it and see how it plays out. But I think the right move is load up on defense, grab a wide receiver in the end of the second, or excuse yes. me, uh, the end of the first round or early second round. Address two defensive needs, a wide receiver, and I think you're going to have a much better team this year that will find success with Jared Goff this year. I do think so. Taking a quarterback, especially if he isn't the next Mahomes, right. Allen, yeah. Herbert, Lamar Jackson. If that isn't it, <laughs> if yeah. he isn't that guy, and you have any doubt, you pass. Because if you draft him and he isn't that guy, well, you just cost your head coach a job. You just cost <laughs> yourself a job. And you'll go on and be an assistant for the rest of your career. I'm so glad you brought that up. You are not allowed to miss on quarterbacks in the NFL. It is not a thing. And only very few people have the luxury of missing, keeping their job, and having enough time to redraft one. It's very, very rare. So, yes, Detroit, my two cents don't draft a quarterback this year load up in the draft but if they do it jeff i i don't think i can kill them no i don't my argument and i'm so glad you brought i've been saying this i don't want them to draft a quarterback we talk about late you know in in the draft quarterbacks maybe you take a flyer on somebody like a carson strong you just take them late in the the draft to see what he is but in my opinion you have two first rounders next year you have a significantly more talented quarterback class why can't you use the, one of those, or if not both of those first-round picks, try and trade up? I don't see why that's not a problem either. Like You're going to have multiple guys that are probably going to go upwards in the top. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know the pre-draft projections, but you're going to have quarterbacks in the top 10 definitely next year. Um, in, my, in my opinion, I would wait, get a formidable team around whoever is the rookie, and maybe reach for them next year and trade up for those. you got multiple picks next year. So that's the move to me, but... Whatever Brad Holmes do, does decide to do, we will talk about it. So that's what I love about the show. doesn't matter. Yeah, look, I, again, and, and that's the intrigue in all this. Is yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah. What is next? How will it affect the team? And I can't believe I'm doing this, but I actually will defend Jared Goff and say, I think he should be the starting quarterback this upcoming season. I think he's good enough. He's an average quarterback. 
He's not Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, right. Josh. Of course not. And that's not your reality right now, Detroit. So unless you go find that guy, which is difficult to do, if you're confident he's in this draft class, go ahead and take a chance. But again, you are the GM, the head coach. Your job solely relies on getting the quarterback right. You go find me a successful GM and coach who were never able to get that quarterback right. You won't find one. Trust me, I looked. Yeah. Zero. And the Cardinals knew that, and they drafted Kyler the next year. because they Got didn't rid want of the coach. Got yeah. rid of, literally, <laughs> drafting Josh Rosen cost the coach his job. And then they trade Josh Rosen for, uh, for basically peanuts. Yeah. And they draft <laughs> Kyler Murray and bring in Cliff Kingsbury, who they're now ready to fire, allegedly. That's, that's proof right there. you got to get it it's right. It's hard. The NFL is hard even when you get the quarterback right. Even when you get the quarterback right. There's different tiers to it. Tom Brady, that's an anomaly. You can't even suggest that. Peyton Manning, one of if not the one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Can we agree on that? Walked away with realistically one Super Bowl where he was the contributing X factor. He ended up with two, of course, later on in his career in Denver. But in Indianapolis, they only ever made two Super Bowls. He lost one of them. In his 10, 12 years there. And he's one of the greatest. It's hard to win in the NFL. It's extremely hard to do it without a quarterback. Get the quarterback right, everything falls into place. I don't think Detroit needs to rush this year and do it, Mm -hmm. especially at number two overall. I'm telling you, you think that glass is safe? It's not. My head will go right through it. (laughs) And my head will go to the neighboring one. (laughs) Side by side, just... I I, I don't think... I'm not mentally prepared yet for the Lions to draft a quarterback at number two. I'm not. And who knows? That may be changed by April. I'm allowed to consume new information and change the way I feel about things. But right now, hell no. I can't see a scenario, Jeff, where they take a quarterback at number two. No, I don't. Doesn't add up to me. Doesn't add up. And if they do take a quarterback at number two, I will be mind blown. Uh, In my opinion, the move is either taking one that falls to them at 31 or 32 or trading up in that first round and selecting one, which, I mean... In my opinion, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna reiterate, to reiterate this. I don't think this is the year to trade up and select a quarterback. I don't see any guy that stands out enough to me. Maybe Kenny Pickett, but, I mean, even Kenny Pickett, I'm not absolutely in love with. I, I, I think he's ready to play, but we'll see what the Lions can do. Got a lot of guys talking about it in the chat. I think it's an interesting conversation. All right, right guys. Well, we got to head to break. When we come back, we're continuing to talk about the 2022 NFL Draft, what the best outcome is for the Lions. Uh, but first, we need to hear about my bookie. Guys, my bookie, the place to be placing your bets on Super Bowl Sunday. Individual prop bets, quarter bets, taking the spread and the points, whatever it may be. Money line doesn't matter, guys. My bookie is where it's at. Bet from anywhere, anytime using my bookie and sign up today using code Woodward. They'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. You put in $100, they'll give you $100. You put in $500, they'll give you $500. Guys, check out my bookie and make sure you use that code Woodward. And if you do have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. It took exploring 50 different formulas and hosting countless taste tests, but we believe Gypsy Vodka is the smoothest vodka on the market. Don't believe us? Ask the owners. We're Mike and Adam Kazanowski with High Five Spirits Distillery. We're in a close to about 1,200 locations throughout Michigan. We wanted to create a brand that was geared more towards freedom, love, adventure, and at the end of the day, we really wanted to tell a story that inspired other people to take risks, follow their dreams, whatever that might be. 
event. Ten years in the making. Sunday, February 13th. Woodward Sports. Gypsy Vodka. And Sintron present... The Stafford Bowl. Hurry up! Live broadcast at the Brass Rail in Detroit. Hey, keep stacking these drives now. Keep stacking these drives. Gotta have good ones every time we touch the ball. Come out with all of your friends for our pregame and stay for the watch party. Big drive right here, all right? We gotta keep pouring it on. Good fundamentals. Let's punch another one in, all right? Big drive. Let's go. The entire Woodward staff will be at the Brass Rail as Matthew Stafford and the Rams take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Come experience the Stafford Bowl on massive big screens, drinks, pizza, and DJs. One day, the Lions will make it there. Until then, we have Matthew Stafford and the Stafford Bowl. Let's go! That's unbelievable! That's unbelievable, and you know it. You know it is, though. See you Sunday at the Brass Rail with Woodward Sports. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us here on the Morning Woodward Show on the Woodward Sports Network. Also featured on the Roar on 99.1, 93.5, and 94.7 HD2. <laughs> How are those oranges, Adam? Oh, they're great. <laughs> They're great. I'm struggling. He's doing the happy dance over there. (laughs) Here, here, here. Get the camera ready. (laughs) So so healthy. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my goodness. I'm excited. Look, we've been talking about the draft heavy, and I mean, it's going to be something we're going to have to do from now until the draft. But this is my question this morning, and this is not only for Maddie and Jeff. Any, anybody in the room, and also everybody at home on the chats, okay? I want to ask you, and you explain to me, what is the best outcome for the Detroit Lions heading into the draft? What is the outcome, the picks, the selections, where you're going to walk away? It doesn't have to be player-specific. You can address it positionally. It's fine. Yep. But I'm asking, what is the outcome where you walk away and say, our football team got significantly better. I'm feeling confident. That's my question this morning. Jeff, I do want to start with you. Mm-hmm. What are the positions, the players? Is there a certain player you feel is a must draft? What is your scenario? Forget, the, forget a mock draft. Yep. What makes you walk away from the draft where you're feeling more confident about this football team going into next year? Well, obviously, you, you draft two guys that can... In the first round, especially. We'll talk about later rounds in general, but they found a round last year in the fourth round. So with me, Brad Holmes needs, needs to find guys, which I believe he will, that can start immediately and contribute immediately. I mean, that's you have two first-round picks. Those two guys should be starters. That's why I'm, I'm still on. I don't think they should draft a quarterback. If you can draft, ideally, Aiden Hutchinson at two, you find a talented you know, either linebacker, you know, wide receiver at that 31 or 32 spot. I love it as a first-round draft. And, and to continue, right now, I'd like to look at the Lions as, as baking a cake. Right now, they got the batter. They're making it. They're getting it all ready. I'm not ready to, to put down on top the frosting, all right? This, this isn't a finished product. We still have 
what first year of a rebuild probably going to be a multi-year rebuild um next year is going to be when you, you start saying okay maybe we can go out in free agency and, or trade for somebody trade for some right now listen they just need to focus on hitting on the first round picks drafting guys that can play immediately and contribute because last year you saw what they were able to do i mean i'll be pleasant obviously being the secondary coach but what they were able to do with undrafted free agents um what they were able to do with guys when quintez went down um they had khalif raymond step up if they can get guys that can come and play and start that's a that's a great draft to me i mean just get guys that can contribute and help out this team needs depth um they were reaching for guys they had you know multiple corners injured they had obviously the, the offensive line and they had frank Ragnow down for the most of the year romeo Recora. so just draft depth draft guys that can play and, and i'll be happy with it don't don't overcommit and, and, and get crazy and start drafting a quarterback so uh but i'm good with it just draft yeah, guys my, and come out. my best case scenario is this football team walks away just from the draft with an edge rusher, a linebacker, a wide receiver, preferably in that order, and depth defensively, likely either in the secondary or even at the linebacker level, because I love, not like, I love Mika McFadden out of Indiana. That is a guy, if he's available in the fourth, fifth round, you, you draft him. You draft him. I think he's going to be... A contributing linebacker in the NFL. I won't say he's going to be Mika Parsons, obviously, but I think he's going to be outstanding. I really do. But the edge rusher, I think, is key. That is the trump card this year. You have to address that position. And if you get a London, a Burks, a Lave, whoever it may be, Mechie, who knows? If one of these receivers falls to you in the late first or early second round, tough for me to say you went wrong there. Really does. That's my best case scenario. Maddie, what's so funny? Look <laughs> Alex, at, look. send a picture in Slack of you with the orange. <laughs> you can put it up on the screen if you want. Here, I'll do it again. <laughs> what's wrong with oranges? Nothing. Huh? There's nothing wrong with oranges. People are disgust. You people disgust me. <laughs> Anyways, look, depth is going to be key. You're going to get a Cuda back, so maybe you don't have to go for a corner. Or do you move him to safety? Look, I don't think Hamilton's the right pick at two. I just don't. I'm sorry. The money doesn't make sense. The impact doesn't make sense. Are Is anybody talking about a safety making an impact in the Super Bowl this week? No. <laughs> shut the hell up. We're not taking Kyle Hamilton. That is not a thing. That is a luxury pick. And not only is it a luxury pick, if you make the decision to take him at number two, and you get that wrong, that is, I mean, we talk about fireball offenses, that's one of them. I mean, I'm expecting four or five interceptions a year, 70, 80 tackles, a few sacks, a few forced fumbles. We're talking an all-pro level safety. Yep. No, man, no. Give me an edge rusher. Get me a wide receiver, yep. a linebacker. Hell, you can draft a safety in the third, fourth round. I'm sure there'll be some available. They may not be studs like a Kyle Hamilton. But I'm sorry. But look around the league. <laughs> you can find can guys. You, can you trade back to five and seven or whatever the draft order may be? Can you draft? Can you trade back and get two top ten picks and walk away with I don't know Thibodeau, walk away with Hamilton, walk away with Hamilton and Devin Lloyd, Thibodeau and Devin Lloyd? I'd love that scenario. That'd be a dream scenario. I'm all in on Devin Lloyd. Love the kid out of Utah. So yeah, Jeff, I, I think this draft is about depth. I don't think it's the quarterback class. I really don't. And 
I would walk away with a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. If they were to take a quarterback. I agree with you. I think the two positions, if I had to name two that I don't see the Lions even worrying about really, um, or I don't think they should be worried about, it's, it's probably that quarterback position in the offensive line. I think you have a great offensive line with the Detroit Lions. That's not something you're focused on. It's depth on defense, which I've talked about. I would, I mean, we've been talking about this all year. Your first three picks, two of them are most likely going to be defense. I have mean, to one, be. Yeah, I mean, one of them, I, don't, I wouldn't have a problem if all three of them were defense. It depends who's there at wide receiver. You know, it depends who falls to you. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think number one is finding depth, especially on defense. Because you saw what this team looked like last year with what they had. If you can add more talent, man, I'm excited to see what they really are. Once you add Naden Hutchison, you add a safety, a really a true starting safety next to Tracy Walker. You add a, possibly another linebacker that, that can come out there and make plays, not Alex Anzalone having to do everything. Like I, I'm excited. I'm very excited. It's all about defense, man. That's what everyone should be focused on. Not worrying about Malik Willis, who our quarterback is, because – if you have Malik Willis and you have a defense that can't stop nobody, good luck with that. So defense, I'm all in on. I, I want. I, I like this comment in the chat from Rule Black, Adam. That's true. You can't take a safety that high. However, it does seem like safeties have had a higher impact than corners lately. Let me put it this way, and I agree partially with what you're saying. Yeah, I, I can because understand. players like a Kevin Byard making impact in the postseason. Matthew, what Antoine, he does with that secondary. Chiefs. Yes. So. You have people making an impact. Again, would you select those guys at number two overall? No, you wouldn't, right? So both things can be true. Yep. But again, who has in the postseason a Jalen Ramsey? True. And if I told you, you could have your choice. If you're a playoff team, you can have either Jalen Ramsey or any safety in the NFL. Who would you take? You would take Jalen Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you can essentially take out one wide receiver a game. Safeties can't do that. They have to either move up and take away the sideline. So what happens when you play single high safety? That safety is required to cover both sidelines, uh, side essentially. Yeah. Which means as a quarterback, you have a lot of room to work with. And it's extremely difficult. Now, is Kyle Hamilton that prototype guy that can maybe cover sideline to sideline with his, I mean, just extremely long legs? Sure, sure. Great prospect. Won't deny it. Not at number two. Kyle Hamilton at number two is what the Jets did with Jamal Adams at what? Number four? Number five? Jamal Adams was a bust. Is a bust. They're lucky the Seahawks gave you them what they gave You don't win games because of that position is where I'm getting at with this. Not that they're not good players. But Aiden Hutchinson can win you a football game. Kayvon Thibodeau can win you a football game. TJ Watt won the Steelers multiple games this year. You get an edge rusher, you will find success in the NFL. It mm -hmm. is that simple. Guys, do you remember how good the Lions were? Or at least how you felt they always had a chance when Ezekiel Ansah was healthy and playing in his prime? Do you not remember what it was like to have an edge rush, Cliff Averill? Do you not remember how important, how game-changing it is to have a pass rush where your offense is having a mediocre day and all it takes is one play from your edge rusher to get to the quarterback, sack him for seven yards, throws off the entire offense, they end up punting, you get the ball back. Safeties can't do that. Corners can't do that. Linebackers, to an extent, depends how good they are. For me, you draft an edge rusher. You address the linebacker position early or later with McFadden. I don't mind. You get a wide receiver because I want to see... I want to see Ben Johnson create 
problems. And follow me for a little bit. What do I mean by problems? I want to see the Detroit Lions line up every Sunday and be a matchup nightmare yeah. for opposing teams. Amon Ross St. Brown, so excited for him next season. Get him a number one or a number two. He can be the number one. I don't care where, I don't care how you want to rank him. Get a rookie wide receiver in the door that has exceptional speed and good hands. Take the top off a little You'll bit. have TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, and a run game to deal with. Good luck preparing for the Detroit Lions. They will be extremely unpredictable next year. Just my two cents. You don't have to get a quarterback. Look, I may not think Jared Goff is the bee's knees, but he can win you 9, 10, 11 games. He can. He's proven it. Yeah. He's 113. Now, is he that same guy with McVay? No, he's not. Can he maybe get back a little bit of it? Sure, but not all of it. I don't think he'll ever repeat that level of success. But you can survive a few seasons with Jared Goff. Get the quarterback right. And again, if it's the quarterback this year, if he's there and you believe in it, go for it. But if it doesn't work out, you're probably losing your job. And I can make that argument for any team, not just the Lions, obviously. Mm-hmm. Eddie? As well, we got to go to break. When we come back, we have a special guest joining us to talk about the Pistons. Um, but before that, we need to talk about Les Stanford. All right, guys, Les Stanford Chevrolet. What more do I have to say about them? They are the premier dealership group for you to get your car from. Buying, leasing, selling, doesn't matter. Check out Les Stanford. They know the roads. They'll pave them for you. They'll get you in a car. Whatever is needed, they will handle it for you. So, guys, check them out at lessstanfordchevrolet.com. That's lessstanfordchevrolet.com. And we'll see you right after the break. Sports. We're always up for a good cause and a good time. This year, we present the 2022 Cubazani Run. Yeah, you heard right. Time to get in our underwear and run the streets of Detroit. For the last 12 years, we've stripped down, ran in the cold, and partied to raise money to help fund research to end NF. February 12th, join the staff from Woodward Sports and hundreds of other beautiful people downtown at the Tin Roof. You can register as an individual or your team today at woodwardsports.com. So start doing those squats, sit-ups, or just some 12-ounce curls. And get ready for Cupid's Undy Run 2022. Sponsored by the awesome people at Gypsy Vodka, Centron, and Planet Fitness. We'll see you February 12th at the Tin Roof. In our underwear. Thank you to Chili Peppers Tanning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. <clears throat> Jeff, the Pistons took quite the spanking last night. Uh, yeah, that one, that one hurt a little bit. <laughs> you know what? I'm just having a hard time. Oh, listen, guys. I I love the Pistons. They're my... Basketball is my favorite sport. But when we talk about the Pistons, I also have to add the fact that they've won one game the last 10. So you got to throw that in. They don't look good. Cade's hurt. Everything's going to... You know what? And right now, where I'm at on the Pistons... We need to find a trade partner for Jeremy Grant. I just need change. I need something. You got to give me something here. Like, watching the Pistons team, especially last night... 
watching Jeremy Grant, I know Ku, uh, our, our guy, hopefully will be here today. We get to talk to him. Talked about Jeremy Grant, how he said, I will not be missing the pull-up mid-jumpers I'm seeing from Jeremy Grant. I couldn't agree with him more. Like, at this point, we're terrible. The, the Detroit Pistons currently, you're 12-42. and 42. You're going to be in the lottery. You're going to be in the top, you know, anywhere from top three to top five, uh, seeing how they're playing out this season. Trade Jeremy Grant. And in my opinion, I know me and Easy had this conversation on Twitter. Teams are trying to acquire Jeremy Grant, and so far we've heard of, you know, Portland. We've heard of Sacramento. They just made a big deal, um, big blockbuster trade to acquire DeMontis Sabonis. They're probably out of the equation. There's a couple teams that are still involved on this Jeremy Grant thing i don't know what troy rivers asking prices for jeremy grant i think that's the biggest question because if it if it honestly was reasonable he probably would have already been dealt um but for me i want to see jeremy grant get traded now and i think that's a benefit for both teams you'll be able to find a destination for jeremy he can finish the year with the team go into the offseason with them and they'll know in their head they'll have a better plan i mean he's a free agent next year so if you're going to trade for him next year, you better hope he resigns, or you better hope you can convince him to resign. At least now he'll be able to go on a playoff run with whatever team he goes to, unless he goes to a bad team, of course. But ideally, the, the market to me is, is teams that are in the playoff contention and or in the playoffs. So the Pistons right now, man, they're tough to watch. Um, but at the same time, I'm not surprised. Like It's going to take a lot of work to get this team to where we ultimately see them to be. I mean, they need size. They need shooting. They need Kate Cunningham back. They need a whole lot. Um, but in my opinion, you got to find a, a you got till tomorrow. You got to find a trade partner for Jeremy Grant. I, I'm not saying Troy Reaver to reach and, and take a bad deal or anything like that, but I'm sure there's somebody out there, whether whoever they can offer you a, a young piece and some picks, whatever it is, you got to find it, Adam. Y- you got to, because if not, and we have Jeremy Grant for the rest of the season in a season where it does not matter at all. I want some change. His value. I need can we change. agree his value being traded is more is higher now than it would be next trade deadline? Yes. Because you're trading him. If you trade him now, whatever team gets him gets him for a hundred plus games. If you trade him next year, they get him for maybe forty. <laughs> there is more value in trading him now. Now, is Troy Weaver holding out for a better offer? Sure, I don't mind that. I'm fully invested in Troy. I have no problem with him taking his time, but. Jeremy Grant offers nothing to this basketball team. Not this year or next year. You take the best deal. I don't think you'll get a better deal by next trade that uh by next trade deadline, Jeff. I don't think there's a better deal out there next season. I don't. And if Indiana wants to deal Miles Turner, who knows? I don't think that's realistic though. Yeah. They just got Halliburton. That's probably their front two for the next few years who knows what indiana's gonna do they're kind of unpredictable right now mm-hmm. portland can you grab dame no what would you have to give up to get damian lillard let me ask you that huh? i don't i don't think any, i think he's untouchable for them well I not really only do. do i think he's untouchable you would have to give up jeremy grant killian hayes sadiq bay <sighs> yeah, this year's picks. unprotected first round pick next year's unprotected first round pick and maybe another one <laughs> yeah. realistically seriously yeah. that's what it would cost so that's not even a possible trade partner. And why would he want to go to Portland? Maybe he's the number two there. He always talks about wanting to be the guy. Does Toronto make a move? Cleveland's not making a move for him. The trade partners are limited right now. Mm-hmm. And that is a big problem. The demand for a player, I think higher, I think he's the only player in the market right now with value. I'd agree. That is the only openly one. being shopped. Like, I mean, 
clearly. All right, we got Ku Khalil joining us in a minute. I'm excited to talk to him about all of this. But before we go, I want to switch gears off of basketball. Well, we'll stay on basketball, but a different side of it. Forget the trade elements because Ku's going to come on in a little bit. When we revisit Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, Jeff, forget upside, forget talent, forget projections. Who is the better fit for Cade Cunningham moving forward as a superstar player? Anybody they can shoot and make plays with the basketball. He doesn't necessarily rely on Cade. Like, I thought C.J. McCollum, he's obviously not ideal. But someone like that, like if Killian could create his own shot and was a great three-point shooter, I would be sitting up here with no issue he was starting to line up with, with Cade Cunningham. Cade needs shooting. Wherever you can get that at, um, obviously you need size as well at the center position, but that's, a, that's another conversation to have at another time. You can address that. Um, but to answer the question, man, you need shooting. That's what Cade thrives off. He's a playmaker at heart. And at the end of the day, if you're looking for someone to fit with Cade, it's going to be someone who can hit jumpers. That's literally it. That's, that's all you got to say, whether it's a, a two guard, it's a three, a four, a five. Get someone who can space the floor, man, because Cade will benefit from it. You've seen it. You know, if, if you were able to get a guy like Buddy Heald, I can only imagine what he'd look like with Cade Cunningham. All right, well, we're going to go to break. When we get back, Ku Khalil from Locked On Pistons coming to talk about the obvious trade deadline, Jeremy Grant situation, potential draft par- uh, prospects, what the hell Sacramento did yesterday. They probably broke the internet, to be honest with you. I'm excited. We'll talk to him next. But before we go, Maddie, what do we have to do? We have to talk about the Fulling Warehouse. Yes, guys, let me tell you about the Fulling Warehouse in Hamtramck, home of the original football bowling pin game called Fulling. It's very fun. Uh, host your corporate party, team building event, or just come in with family and friends. Two ways to play. You either have $10 unlimited open play or a private lane reservation for up to $120. You can get 10 people for two hours. We have 100 bars, or 100 beers, excuse me. That would be great, too, 100 bars. Um, our $2 mystery beer machine and multiple full bars. You bring the food or have it delivered. Come get your full on. Check it out at fullingwarehouse.com. Six dark corners. A driveway and a patio. Five windows that could become doors. Every house has unique security challenges. Guardian Alarm has more tech, more team, and more ways to help keep them all safe. Get a professionally designed and installed security and smart home system from Guardian Alarm. Sign up today and get a free video device. Guardian Alarm. Smart. Right from the start. Call 1-800-STAY-OUT. Get a shot up. This is for the win. All of Detroit sports teams live on Woodward. All of Detroit sports coverage lives on Woodward Sports. Driving the best in Detroit sports coverage. Ladies and gentlemen, you see me eating oranges right now. And not only am I eating them, I am taking my health extremely (laughs) serious this year. Mental and physical health, guys, I can't stress it enough. Your fitness is essential. Planet Fitness is where you should be working out. Zero down, $10 a month to start. A judgment-free working environment. Guys, there's no better place to work out where people aren't staring at you, giving you the look. It's happened to me. I am one of the most unathletic people you'll see in the gym, probably, considering everyone looks like they're on steroids. But they don't look at me, at least. And I like it. I don't like the attention. But anyways, guys, Planet Fitness, check them out. Zero down, $10 a month to start. They are the new sponsor of the Woodward Sports Studios. Can't thank them enough. Having said that, we are joined by a very, very special guest, Ku Khalil from Locked On Pistons. Good morning. How was the drive? What's the deal? What's the deal? Uh, the drive is definitely uh, 
Definitely something. It was oh, a little bit more. Yeah, it was a little bit more traffic than I expected, but I got here. Oh, I know, man. Every morning I deal with it, and yeah. you know, it takes everything in me not to, you know, just uh, <laughs> just rage right yeah. off the road. But anyways, yeah. I I do want to get started. I want to start with Jeremy Grant, if you don't mind. Okay. There. This is a two-parter. One: Does Jeremy Grant hold more value by being traded before the deadline this year or next year? And then the second question is. Who are the possible suitors this year, right now? What are we looking at? Is it Portland? Is it Indiana, potentially? They're just wheeling and dealing. What are the teams that realistically are going to make an offer for Jeremy? Uh, well, first, I'd say that his value definitely is at his highest right now, opposed to next year. Next year, he'll be working underneath a, or under a half a year left on his contract, versus now a team would have this year or the rest of this year to figure it out, plus the year in advance to figure it out. So I think his, his value is at its peak right now. Uh, especially for some contenders out there as well. They're trying to make some pushes because it seems like in both conferences, the league and the championship's wide open right now. Uh, there's no like clear-cut favorite. I feel like in both conferences, a lot of teams feel like they can go after it. Uh, so I think his value 100% is at his highest right now. Uh, I believe your second question was uh, what suitors would be in- interested in him. Uh, I don't think Indiana is. I think Indiana, with their latest move, uh, with not this, just their latest move, but they made another move with Karis LeVert that they're not – uh, so much trying to take on a player of Jeremy's age and where he's at right now in his, his career. Um, there also was a report just yesterday that the Pistons did offer Jeremy Grant four miles Turner and they got declined. Uh, so it doesn't sound like that they're really interested in him. I'm happy to know that the Pistons were trying to get Turner. Um, but teams I think are, are suitors for him. I think it's quite clear Portland probably is very clearly in above the favor to get him right now. I Honestly, that would be my prediction right now. Everything they've done seems to point at them going all at Jeremy Grant. Their trade exception that they just got in their last trade fits exactly what Jeremy contract, Jeremy's contract is, $21 million right now. Um, and they also uh, keep in mind Dame and Jeremy are, are boys. And Dame, obviously, they, the reports came out and said they're not really rebuilding. They're trying to retool around uh, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's obviously going to push to try to get that kind of guy. Uh, again, he's, that's his buddy. So and he's one of the names on the market. So I, I definitely feel like everything Portland is doing right now is showing that they're trying to go after Jeremy Grant. Uh, and next team I would put out there is the Sacramento Kings. The Pistons have been linked to the Kings with Marvin Backley for the last like few months now, uh, and especially with their last deal they made. I think it's quite clear that I mean we I think a lot of people knew beforehand that they were going to try to get off of Bagley, and there's reports that they are trying to get rid of Bagley pretty badly. Uh, but now, especially now with them having Sabonis, mm-hmm. there's, I think there's definitely a massive need or they're looking to get off of him. And it seems like there's been too much smoke with the Pistons and Bagley. So I feel like the Pistons could probably just loop that into a bigger trade with Jeremy. Not, Bagley would not be like the core piece of that. He's not, you could probably get him with like a Josh, Jack, Josh, Josh Jackson yeah. and a second-round pick. Uh, but they could probably try to warp that into a bigger deal, maybe try to put Rashawn Holmes into that along with the, uh, a first-round pick and Bagley for Jeremy, um, Josh in a second or something like that. Uh, so those are the two teams I'd keep my eye on, out for. But I also, I also always say that the team that you don't really hear about a lot of times come out of nowhere and just makes a trade. Like the one I always bring up is the fact no one thought the Pistons were trading for Blake Griffin. No one thought Blake yep. Griffin was even on the market. And out of nowhere, that just happened. So uh, <clears throat> stay tuned for those the two teams out right now. I would stay attentive. Uh, pay attention to yeah i 100 agree with you my question would be between those two teams you got the kings you have the portland trailblazers and putting you on the spot right now if you had to maybe you have two offers coming in you have the kings and you have an offer from the trailblazers 
out of the two teams, what would be your ideal destination? Probably based on the assets coming back. Uh, would it be Portland or would it be maybe a team like the Kings where you're getting a, a Bagley back? You're getting something back rather than maybe a, a Simmons and, and uh, other picks and other capital. Well, what would be it, preferred for you? It, it would depend on what's coming back. I don't know what would be coming back in some of these. I'm really interested in the tra- trade player exception. Yeah. Because uh, I, th- I think that could actually be incredibly useful for the Pistons if they, if they had that. Uh, they could use some money in free agency, then use that exception to go out and pick up a bigger contract player in a trade if they wanted to. I'm interested in that. Also, if they're able to get that pick that they just got from New Orleans, the, I believe it's projected 5-4. to four, You get it if it go, lands somewhere between 5 and 14. I would be interested in that. Um, the thing is, is that I think, I think you could probably do the trade with Portland and also get Bagley still if you're really that high on Bagley, which it seems like Torrey River really is. Uh, so I feel like, you, could, like I said, Josh Jackson in a second to get or – it doesn't have to be Josh Jackson. It could be Trey Lyles, Hamdu Diallo. It could be anything like that for Marvin Bagley and then also pull off a trade with Jeremy Grant to get the first-round pick, a trade exception, and then I don't know, probably. You could also try, probably try to do Eric Bledsoe, a first, and like Little from the Trailblazers or something like that, Keon John, I believe his name is Keon Johnson. Yep. Um, so I, I, there, there's multiple different ways to go. If I had to pick one, I probably would go with the Blazers because I feel like you could probably double dip. You could get the guy from the Blazers and also still get the guy you want from – the Kings and Bagley. If you, it seems like the Pistons are really high on. Am I? Do I believe that Bagley is this great asset? No, but it seems <laughs> like that the Pistons are incredibly high on, and he definitely is worth the risk. He's like one of those little low risk, high reward kind of things. So if you really want him that bad, I feel like you don't have to. He doesn't have to be part of a big trade with Jeremy. You can just go, like I said, the second round pick and the player, and then get that first round pick from Portland as well. You mentioned on your Twitter, and you got very frustrated, and I loved it <laughs> that the only Kate Cunningham is untradeable, yeah, and untouchable, really. And that if the Sacramento Kings can trade Tyrese Halliburton, who's having an <laughs> insanely productive year. Arguably again, their best player, yeah. yeah. Then the Detroit Pistons can trade Killian Hayes or really Sadiq Bey. No one else is untouchable outside of Cade. Mm-hmm. And I, I want you to kind of expand on that. One, why the frustration? Mm-hmm. And two, what are you hinting towards in the future for Detroit? Well, my frustration is, is that I feel like a lot of people simply just don't know what untouchable means then. Like, I, I've, I've learned now after saying that that people just don't comprehend what that means. Because a lot of the responses I was getting was, oh, no, we'd never trade Jer- uh, or uh, Sadiq Bey. You can't trade him. Well, unless uh, – oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's all unless, good. <laughs> unless – what's it called? Unless Jalen Brown's on the table. Well, that means he's not untouchable. That means there's a deal out there that you could make that yeah. you would trade him for. So – Kate Cunningham's the only deal I feel like that if anyone came, came like, was put out on the table or in, in, in some trade talks or anything, he's the only player you say, okay, anybody but him. We're just throwing it. That's not happening. If you want Jalen Brown or, like, if a star came available and all-star wanted out again, because uh, there always is every single year, yep. Sadiq Bey is the first person you put on that table because he probably is your most viable chip right now. So you 100%, if you can get a guy, again, I don't know why I keep saying Jalen Brown. He seems like the most popular guy that people keep. Yeah. Throwing out there, but Jalen Brown, maybe Bradley Beal, something like that. The first player you are putting out on the table is Sadiq Bey. And if you refuse to put Sadiq Bey on the table for Jalen Brown or Bradley Beal, you need to be drug tested. Yeah, so, you need to be fired. Yeah, you're doing. That, that's, that's the issue I, there. 
I honestly, I love it, and I, I completely agree with you. I think people look at that, and they hear Sadiq Bey isn't untouchable, and they immediately assume, well, uh, so if they give you a first-round pick for him, no, that, yeah. that, there's two different conversations you're having. Like, I agree with you 100%. Like, if there is a superstar available, no question. Sadiq's the first to offer. I mean, look around. You got Jeremy Grant going out, possibly out the door. Who's next? Isaiah Stewart you're yeah. offering? Like, no, you're 100% and then, correct. And, and then the I'd other... offer my wife. Nobody's <laughs> untradeable when it, when it comes to superstars. Sorry. <laughs> right. Like, right. It's not a thing. Everybody's on the market except Kate. I, I totally yeah. agree with you. And and the other problem is a lot of people saw me use Tyrese Halliburton as the deal. I mean, as the comparison, everyone was like, "Oh, why are we trying to follow the King's mindset? Why are we? <laughs> that's not the point of the tweet, like, dude. Like, I'm saying that if he can be traded, anybody can be traded out there besides Kate. Like, it's not saying that you should then go make the the dumb trade that a lot of people think the Kings made and trade Sadiq for a bunch of trash. Like, no one's saying that. But <laughs> if Jalen Brown or Bradley Beal oh, or one of yeah. these stars become available, then you 100% include Sadiq Bey. Since you brought them up, I'm a big fan of DeMontis Sabonis. I've had a man crush. It's actually how we met, by yes. the way. Over my <laughs> Sabonis comments on the Pistons. Um, Yo, pause. Wh- what do you make of that deal? I-, I think everybody is a bit dramatic. Look, they're getting a really good player. They do have De'Aaron Fox. The Kings are trying to make a push for the playoffs, and I can't knock them for trying. And Sabonis, I mean, that's a 20-10-7 and 7 guy. That's a guy that's going to be productive. Yeah. Is He's he a superstar? No. But I'm not as upset about the trade as most people are. Look, I, I get you gave up Halliburton in year two. Eh. All right, not the best look, and you gave up some first-round picks, but... Mm. I'm not that upset. I think Sabonis is a really good player. No, yeah, Sabonis definitely is a really good player. And I think the lot of where it's coming from is because everyone has attached themselves to Tyrese Halliburton. And he's a really good player. But to get good players, you have to give up good players. So there you go. Uh, I think a lot of the problem is with people that they, a lot of people have valued now Halliburton over Fox over there in Sacramento. Uh, but it appears that one, Sacramento didn't think that them two could work together. And two, Fox just didn't have the market that Halliburton had. Um, and I think, I mean, I had known for a while that Sacramento was going to try to make a big trade. They were, a lot of people kept trying to tweet at me and, and say, oh, you know, Sacramento's in this selling market. They're not trying to make this, this big deal. They're, they're, they're trying to go for this half by pick. No, that, that was, they, they, <laughs> I, I, I knew that this was coming. Something was going to come. They were in it for Ben Simmons at first, and they recently pulled their name out of that. Uh, they've been trying to make a move to try to, one, buy their fan base back because their fan base has checked out on them. Yeah. And, two, I think what people need to understand here, because I've seen a lot of people, including some of the, one of the beat writers and a few people, talk about, you know, why do you want to build to get to the first round this year? Why are you trying to get to a play-in? Why do you want to get to the first round next year? Why don't you just want a five, top five pick? This is a team who hasn't made the playoffs in 15 years. It's, just, like, it's the case. Like, yeah. I, I promise you that if they made the first round – they're probably celebrating like the championship, like 100. percent Isn't first... this the same owner that like may, has his daughter doing the halftime shows? <laughs> I don't know. I, that, I went and doubt it. That, that, that I don't sounds know. like a Sacramento. I don't know why I know that. By the way, <laughs> it's over... I saw it somewhere. I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure this guy's just like filthy rich. He probably is. tried to turn his daughter into a, a singing star. She sings at the halftime shows in Sacramento. No wonder why nobody goes to the game. <laughs> and honestly, you saying that makes it makes a hundred percent sense because we had uh, Anthony and Pistons talk on yesterday. He was talking. He knows a, his one of his buddies is a beat writer in Sacramento. He says the Kings want to win. Yeah, they don't want to. I mean, we look at the Kings like they're the Kings, but they in their mindset they want to make the playoffs. So trading for some Demontis Sabonis, I can't hate it, but it's like. The, the the problem is, is that people will say, "Is this really going to help you win? This could actually could make you worse." 
Um, but I don't know if it makes them worse. I, I know there's going to be some issues spacing-wise defensively as well. Yeah. Uh, but Sabonis is a really damn good player, like you like you mentioned. He's he's a really good player. I don't I don't I need to see it play out. I don't hate it. I get what their idea was. A lot of people act like they don't understand what they were trying to do and that they're just like making NBA trades in 2K and like just, <laughs> yeah. just picking the trade machine, whatever. But I, I get what they're trying to do. The question is now. It, will it actually work? So we have to wait to see that. But I agree. Sabonis is a good play. I see what they're trying to do at least. I think the last rumored question that I want to ask you this morning. Harden Simmons. Any progress? One. And two, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell should I think of Kevin Durant if he finishes the Brooklyn project with nothing? But it might be a and I have to go back in time and say, oh, wow, this guy left the most stable franchise in basketball. The best point guard, arguably in NBA history, you could make a case if you wanted to. For a guy who believes the earth is flat <laughs> and an overweight guard who just gets triple doubles but makes zero impact in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> um, so I think that there's a legitimate, <laughs> legitimate interest in the Simmons and Harden trade. Uh, whether this happens or not, I don't know. Uh, I think there's a lot, you know, there's been a lot of smoke from the, the net side trying to downplay it. I think everyone knows there's no downplaying it. This is like Harden has, is, you can watch his body language when you play. There's been enough reports coming out. I mean, these, and the, my favorite thing, just real quick, is that when players and coaches come on and be like, oh, it's not coming from us, then you don't know. You guys are liars. You guys, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. guys lie every press conference <laughs> you guys possibly have. You guys don't tell the truth ever. I promise you, we don't care. We know what's really going on. So the Simmons Harden thing, I think it definitely is a chance that happens. I'm not sure if it actually will. Uh, it's a likely chance it could happen again in the offseason. Uh, eventually, I do believe that these – I wouldn't be shocked if James Harden somehow finds a way to get, end up in Philadelphia at some point. Um, but to your Kevin Durant question, um, <laughs> so <laughs> definitely it would be interesting to talk about. But obviously he had some things outside of his control happen with the COVID stuff. But, I mean, Kyrie's refusing to – to do what he has yeah. to do to be a full-time participant, which is his choice, but he's not going to be a full-time participant because of it. So he can't really help that. And then James Harden. James Harden. Yeah, he's Harden, and he's out of shape, and hamstring issues now he's getting up there in age. Uh, so I don't know. I, you could point to, I guess, you could point to Kevin Durant's leadership and that you know he's probably not the best leader because he needs to rally the troops together, which yep. I feel like probably has been a question about KD for a while. No one questions how great of a player he is, but – a lot of people seem to question whether he's a like a leader. Like when we went to Golden State, didn't have to be. A, yeah, he didn't have to be a leader. He just he was a key in the. He was a just one of the parts in the, in the machine. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I it, it he definitely probably you could you could criticize him as a leader probably and ask for him to try to put it together. But I mean, you have Kyrie Irving. Who's who's getting that dude together? That dude Stephen A. says something that usually Stephen A. is off is crazy. But he said one thing that has me. Dying of laughter every time he says, "Every day you gotta watch the bus just to make sure he's coming off the bus." <laughs> you, know, you, know, you don't know if he's gonna be there or not. Yeah, so that's that's who he's dealing with over there. So I don't know who could really handle Kyrie, but it'll be interesting and, and interesting to watch for sure. Man, it's a, it's a mess down there in Brooklyn. But anyway, oh, yeah. I want to ask you before we leave back on the Pistons. Um, we got people always discussing in the chat with us about Dwayne Casey, and mm -hmm. now we asked you earlier about Dwayne Casey. Now we're about sixty games in. Uh, I know you talked a little about him last time you were on, but where are you now with Dwayne Casey? And I know people are saying fire him. Some people are saying that, which in my opinion, firing Dwayne Casey isn't going to fix the issues right now. Like Dwayne is our coach now in the next year or two. I, maybe it's a different uh, answer to that. But in your opinion, where are you right now on Dwayne and maybe 60 games in on Dwayne? Um, so I, I'm, I'm in the same place I was 
when was it you guys had me on last? Like 20 games ago, yep. 30 games ago, About, I think? Yeah, 20 games, 30 games ago. So I'm in the exact same place. I'm not a big fan of Dwayne Casey. I don't think he's that great of a coach. However, like you said, he's not firing him, not changing anything. The Pistons have zero plans to fire him right now. He, like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, fans out there that want him gone right now, it's not happening. And it's who do you a, bring in? That would be my yeah, question. I mean, I think – well, I actually think that in like a year and a half, two years from now, I think there's a very real chance that they just promote Jerome Allen from the bench up to take his spot. I think that was something that was rumored when they initially got Jerome Allen, I believe from the Boston Celtics when they got him, I believe last offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now I'm in the exact same spot. Jane, uh, Dwayne Casey may not be that great of a coach. He's not that creative offensively. There's a lot of things that you can point out with Dwayne Casey that you may not like, but also a lot of things out of his control with the roster construction, and that's not going to uh, that's not going to change anytime soon. If the next, the soonest I think Dwayne Casey could possibly be gone is maybe like next off season possibly. Okay. But even then, I think he probably finishes out this year, and next year, and then he's out. Well. Man, I can't thank you enough for yeah. coming on, Koo. We yes, really sir. appreciate it. Um, he comes in the do... studio, too. Oh, Gotta yeah. give him credit, man. Legend. Legend. No, the studio is great. I, I, I do have, have, to come I in have the one more Let's comment go. to make. So, you know, I think a lot about sports, obviously. it's I do this every day. Uh, but there's this one player. He's so polarizing, right? So polarizing. And I. he finally made it into my NBA Top 500. Like he finally crept, uh, cracked oh, God, the fi- top on. 500 for me. Hold on. He's now officially a top 500 player in my book after his recent performance where he was benched in overtime, and that's Russell Westbrook. Oh, and <laughs> he was look, man, that thing I thought you were going to say killing pace. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was waiting for. <laughs> I just, I, I can't let you go without one Russell, Russell Westbrook dick, dude. This guy is the epitome of a waste of life, oxygen, oh talent. He is the most useless basketball player in the NBA outside of James Harden. All outside the numbers, it's Dude, all the- freaking pointless. And you all, and it all goes back to Sam Presti. He drafted these jackasses. <laughs> Jesus Christ, these guys are unbelievably bad. This guy gets benched from Malik Monk, who puts up 31-33. Dude, Hillbilly Kobe was out there. Hillbilly Kobe was out there playing, too. He was one for ten from the field, and we say he's a top ten point guard of all time. He's not top hundred. Okay. I'd rather have I don't know. Give me. All right, I, I don't even want to start with the top list because I don't even want to like compare him to the top players. But we did I don't know. Give yeah. Give me uh, Muggsy Bogues over. <laughs> give me. Uh, I'll start. Uh, no, you, I'll start you, my team with. Oh my I'll start my Muggsy. team with Tony po- uh, Tony Parker. I'll start my team with I don't know. Uh, What's his name? Della Vadova? The white dude? The no. white dude who had like oh, one good game on LeBron James and got an NBA contract for the rest of his life? Love Delhi. You're throwing straight at my guys. Any trash. Give me Ricky Rubio at 14 years old <laughs> over Russell Westbrook Honestly, in his prime. The MVP over there in Europe. <laughs> this guy, is, I can't believe we awarded this trash of a player an MVP award. Dude, he's set to make nearly 50 million next 50 year with the player option. Oh yeah, it's, nah, it's awful. It's, it's awful. awful. It's bad. But I'm happy for him. He he finally cracked he finally cracked the top 500. That's a big deal. Uh, wait, can I ask you how he cracked the top 500? By getting benched. Uh, uh, <laughs> so so he elevated. If By I'm, the way, I I, sh- I will never hide my feelings of disdain and disgust of Russell Westbrook ever. That is a it is a an ongoing fight. When Pistons fan, by, by the way, Pistons fans, fuck you. Huh? <laughs> All you stupid motherfuckers that told me, we should get Russell Westbrook. We'll make the playoffs as a seven seed and get swept every year. And we'll sell out the LCA. At least it'll be entertaining. 
<laughs> Weren't you complaining about Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, and Reggie Jackson? Blake yeah. did it. I mean, yeah. Russell Westbrook. Cool. I would go to war over this guy. <laughs> if the Pistons ever decided to trade for him or sign him, you would see me outside of Metro Detroit with a tactical weapon. Let's just put it a that tactical way. tactical weapon. All right, you know Let's what? Just, all right, I've I, made enough threats. I'm probably going to get arrested pretty soon. <laughs> Koo, thank you so much for joining F us. Absolutely. We got to go to break. When we get back, the top 10 players heading into Super Bowl L, or excuse me. Super Bowl 56. I like totally lost my train of thought. Jeff, though, before we go, can you please tell us about SMA? Yes, I can. Listen, we can tell you about our buddies at the SMA agency. SMA has been leveraging pro athletes and other notables for a decade against the issues around mental health and substance use disorder. With the help of NFL alumni, Sean Jordan has been able to save lives and take a stand against these issues. And soon, coming to Woodward Sports, the Sports Marketing Podcast. This is the F-Word series on fentanyl. If you're struggling with substance abuse and or mental health, they are here to help. You see them, <laughs> see them right there. They are here to help. Now, tell them when you do go there that Woodward Sports sent you. Life is full of hard choices. We're here to make one of life's biggest decisions as simple as possible. My name is Christina Gennari, and for over 20 years, I've helped hundreds of families buy and sell homes. We cover all of Metro Detroit and more, from large luxury homes to starter homes. We will work hard to make sure that you get the home of your dreams. So if you're in the market today or even thinking about buying or selling in the future, make the obvious choice. Christina Gennari, the obvious choice in real estate. Visit us at soldchristina.com today. Facebook, Woodward Sports is there. IG, TikTok, Spotify, Google Play, App Radio. Woodward Sports is everywhere. Make sure you follow, like, download, and listen anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, Chili Pepper Tanning is where you'll find the cleanest salons in Detroit Ooh. with spotless, sanitized rooms and trained, certified professionals. Fish, mute your mic. If you ever do that again... <laughs> Is that on the chili pepper I, read? I will fire you. <laughs> I was just getting excited. Why not chili pepper? Join the pepper club for all the best deals, and they'll beat your competitors by $5. Don't forget to pick up Australian gold, designer skin, California tan, and Swedish beauty lotions. Chili Peppers Tanning Salon, again, a new partner and sponsor of the Woodward Sports Network. Show them some love. Maddie. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't know either. I'm so sorry. Fish, we got a drug test fish, to be honest with all of you. Anyways. Drug test fish. Super Bowl is this weekend. It's very exciting. I can't wait. Who do you guys have for your top 10 players? This is this, this, is, this is tough. 10 players. I, I, I got I'll, it down. I'll start with my top, my, my 10. Okay. Or at least I'll give you my first five, right? So we'll go number 10, Joe Mixon. All right. Joe Mixon That's for me. That's who I have. Yep. All right, cool. Joe Mixon for me, number 10. Number 9, Odell Beckham. Number 8, Trey Hendrickson, edge rusher, obviously, for Cincinnati. Yep. Number 7, back and forth a lot, but I'm going to give Von Miller the edge. We have the uh, Listen, I have T. Higgins over Odell, but I have everything else the same. Oh, well, T. Higgins is next. Oh, okay. I got T. Higgins at 6. Wow. Jamar Chase at 5. Jalen Ramsey at 4. Cooper Cup at 3. Uh, excuse me. What the hell is his name? Why Joe, am I forgetting this? Quarterbacks? Joe Burrow at two yeah. and Matthew Stafford at one. Wow. Oh, my God. Aaron Donald. How could I forget? I was about to say, you have quarterbacks <laughs> over Aaron Donald. Okay. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll no. let you. You didn't say Aaron Donald. You, I'm it's assuming that would be It's all good. So uh, let's, just, let's just revisit. Okay. All right? I'll push back. I'll push out 
T. Higgins. All right? We'll go number one, Stafford. Two, uh, Cooper, excuse me, not Cooper Cup. Number two, Joe Burrow. Number three, Aaron Donald. Number four, Cooper Cup. Number five, Jamar Chase. Number six, Jalen Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Seven. Seven, I'll go. Von Miller, eight. Hendrickson, nine. Odell Beckham, 10, Mixon. I like that. I, like I got that. and listen, a lot of ours are similar. I have ten Mixon. I have nine. I have T. Higgins over Odell. I think T. Higgins is, is put the work in this year. He's done great. So T. Higgins, Trey Hedrickson at eight, Von Miller at seven. I have Jamar Chase at six. And then here I have Joe Burrow at five, Matthew at four, and then Cup, Ramsey, Donald. I think Don I think honestly, the top three players going into the Super Bowl, I don't think are quarterbacks, but at the same time, quarterback is the most position of football, so I'm not gonna sit here and argue with you. Um, I do have my top three as Aaron Donald, Joan Ramsey. Um, and Cooper Cup. And then oh, well, I have Matthew. You have Ramsey up there. I do. I, I think Ramsey, he's not only very important in this game, but out of all the players that are going into the Super Bowl, in terms of talent, like he had a career year in L.A. this year. Uh, maybe he didn't play is, the best in the playoffs. Let me ask you this. But I like him. What is the one storyline, if you can think of one, mm -hmm. that is not being talked about enough, that maybe has nothing to do with on-the-field interactions, that will be a driving force in why X team or X player performs? Do you have anything off the top of your head? Off the field? Yeah. I think Aaron Donald, in terms of legacy, I think he's very worried about his legacy. He knows how, as dominant as Aaron Donald's been, he has the one piece he thinks he needs. That's a Super Bowl. Yep. I think that, that'll be the driving factor and why he's still the number one player by the end of the Super Bowl. But other than that, you can mention Jalen Ramsey. He made, made the run um, to the championship game with the Jaguars. He's looking to finally get a Super Bowl. Um, that's really the two for me. And then Stafford and everything else. But I'll, I love I'll those tell two storylines. There's one thing I don't think anybody is talking about. What's up? The Cincinnati Bengals and Trey Hendrickson are playing for Harambe. <laughs> oh, I knew you eventually you'd bring this one up. When I saw that, I think that is the story. It's great. It's great. If the Bengals win, I will show up Monday in a gorilla costume. Book it. Oh, my God. I love that. Book it. <laughs> Book I will it. show up in a full gorilla costume if he pulls it off. <laughs> This guy gets two and a half sacks, Super Bowl MVP, Bengals win. Oh, my goodness. I don't think there's a better narrative out there than that. But I do agree with you, all jokes aside. Aaron Donald, <laughs> huge. There's so many legacies on the line right there now. There is a lot. And they're mainly on the Rams. Nobody's going to be upset with Joe Burrow mm -hmm. if he loses. Yeah, those guys. Zach Taylor. What a run. They've got their whole careers ahead of them. Nothing's changing. With the Rams, it's... Oh, Aaron Donald's in his prime, heading towards the end of it. Who knows? Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay. Like, it's there. It's there in front of him. So I totally agree with you. We got to go to break. When we get back, <laughs> guys, you know what time it is. Mailbag time. Get your questions set and ready in the chat, and we'll get it going. You're damn right I'll be wearing a gorilla costume. You're absolutely right. But before we go, Jeff, could you please tell us about Lady James? I can. Well, listen, guys, I got my hat off today, but I do need a haircut, which I will be getting later. And Lady James, they're going to help me out with that. Let's be honest, guys. We like simple stuff and like football five days a week. We like things uncomplicated. And like Lady James haircuts for men, you walk in, you sign in, you sit down, and before you know it, as you're getting your haircut, you're getting taken care of, you get to watch your favorite sports teams on the televisions I'm looking at right now. You are handsome and clean right after. Get to Lady Jane's, open 10 to 8, seven days a week, walk in anytime because it is wicked awesome. Hi, my diamonds. It's Crystal with an X. Want to get hot and perfect like me? Here's my super easy routine. <laughs> Drink at least a gallon of water before you wake up. <laughs> Attach a weight to everything in your house. Hello? Sell your car and just sprint everywhere. Scream when you exhale. <laughs> 
Don't follow Crystal with an X. Do your own thing at Planet Fitness with tons of equipment and free fitness training in our clean and spacious clubs. Join now for just $10 a month and cancel anytime. An event. 10 years in the making. Sunday, February 13th. Woodward Sports. Gypsy Vodka. And Sintron present. The Stafford Bowl. Hurry up! Live broadcast at the Brass Rail in Detroit. Hey, keep stacking these drives now. Keep stacking these drives. Gotta have good ones every time we touch the ball. Come out with all of your friends for our pregame and stay for the watch party. Big drive right here, all right? We gotta keep pouring it on. Good fundamentals. Let's punch another one in. All right, big drive. Let's go. The entire Woodward staff will be at the Brass Rail as Matthew Stafford and the Rams take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Come experience the Stafford Bowl on massive big screens, drinks, pizza, and DJs. One day, the Lions will make it there. Until then, we have Matthew Stafford and the Stafford Bowl. Let's go! That's unbelievable! That's unbelievable, and you know it. You know it is, though. See you Sunday at the Brass Rail with Woodward Sports. Welcome back to the Morning Woodward Show. Let's kick off the mailbag the right way. Jeff, one free agent you want the Detroit Lions to sign. Give me a name. Ooh. If you could have one. Mark, I'll give, you know what? I'm a guy, I'm not about flash this offseason. Obviously, that'd be the easy answer. Go get a flashy wide receiver. I like Marcus Williams. I like the safety out of, out of New Orleans. They have the connection already. He's coming to join his former um, coach of the secondary unit, Aaron Glenn. You're joining Dan Campbell. Familiarity there. Um, and I like Marcus Williams. I think we need safety help. And if you're going to look in that area, I think a guy who's not an expensive option, but somebody who can come in and contribute right away, Marcus Williams, that's that's my low-key uh, free agent I would like. You know what? The Lions do need a safety. And there is one who's 29 years old that used to play for the Detroit Lions, Quandre Diggs. Oh, I mean, it's... Different depends, culture. Depends how much you're going to want to pay. If you want six, seven, eight, nine million, uh, probably not. But look, actually, I was thinking Anthony Barr, former Minnesota Viking. Yep. He's a free agent. This team needs linebackers. You're going to need an outside linebacker. Anthony Barr's the right fit. His problem, injury history, so I think the contract is going to determine that. But if there was one I could get where you told me I had zero salary cap implications or, you know, that was my dream one, I'm actually going to agree with you. I like Marcus Williams out of New Orleans. 25. Like- 25 years old. You're going to get him at an effective rate. It's not going to It's not going to be a tier one level safety pay. Yeah. I- I'm okay with it. And they need help. They, they do need they- help at the safety position. And they need someone who can force turnovers. Like, Marcus has had at least two turnovers the last five seasons. Like he, Or at least two interceptions. So he does that. He gets forced fumbles. I like it. Uh, that's my pick. Uh, next question. Do you think Cade will win Rookie of the Year? I'm going to go with yes. I think when he comes back, he'll continue his streak of just playing really good basketball. But Evan Mobley, I mean, he's been too consistent. And, and he hasn't been getting I hurt. I think Cade can do it, but Evan Mobley hasn't been hurt. Mm-hmm. He's been playing solid all season. They're in the playoff hunt. Oof. It's going to be tough for Kate. He's going to come out and have to do 25, 8, and 8 every night, every other yep. night. He's going to have to perform at an exceptional level to really catch up to Mobley. I think he can do it, but right now I think money's on uh, on Mobley, actually. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think the reality is if we're going based off what his stats are going to look like, who's the best player, of course. Kate's my pick. The reality is the NBA and, and the voting committee are going to decide – someone who's been healthy and Evan Mobley he did miss some time but he's been healthy ever since then so Cade it's tough now he has a hit pointer injury I don't know how many games he'll miss realistically it might not be at Cade Cunningham but ideally it should be Mark Gonzalez great question how would you feel about the Lions trading Taylor Decker for a second rounder and taking Evan Neal the O-lineman 
out of, uh, or excuse me, or the O-lineman out of NC State with the number two overall pick and maybe getting the Florida State edge rusher with the Rams pick. Mark, I'm not opposed to that, but I don't think that's the the main focus this there draft. There you go. There you go. Great idea. Great idea. Yeah. But boy, do you need a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Boy, do you need help at linebacker. Boy, do you need a receiver. Trading Taylor Decker, you're spending the number two pick on Evan Neal. Maybe he goes one. He may not even be available. So if that's your idea, it may all go may all go to hell yeah, after the would, first pick. May well. So yeah, I think it's a great question. Interesting scenario. I just don't see it ever playing out that way, and I don't think they'll trade Taylor Decker. That's it. I, no, I don't. I, I don't see it. I I 100 agree with you. I think if you're going to draft an offensive lineman, you're adding um, a great player to a strength of our football team. You gotta you gotta address the weaknesses, and I don't think the offensive line is one. If Taylor Decker, he played he played suitable after he got injured, he played fine. If Evan Neal can play to that level, you still have the holes you have. So you got, in my opinion, has to be has to be a pass rusher. Um, let's see. Do you think the Do you think the Malik Willis talk is all a smokescreen or to get teams to trade up? Nobody's trading up for Malik Willis, man. Yeah, it's just gonna. Nobody's fall. trading up to number two to grab Malik Willis. Yeah. But then again, the Bears traded up for Mitchell Trubisky. So who the hell am I to say that? <laughs> We've seen teams make really bad decisions. It's happened. You never know. I'll never say never, but I just don't see it happening. Next question. Uh, let's see here. I think you take Penning or Raymond in the second round, then trade Decker for a two. Mm. I mean, you guys are suggesting the Decker trade. I, you know what? Well, I'm going to look more into it. I suggested it way earlier in the year, but the cap penalty, to be fair, would have been disastrous. But you can trade him now post-June 1st, I believe, and it isn't the worst. He's got a friendly contract. But right now, the offensive line is something I'm not going to worry about. Yeah, that's... It's, it's not my focus right now. My focus right now is on the defensive side of the ball mm-hmm. and addressing a few key skill position players. Let's see. Ooh, next question. Would you try to trade for Jalen Smith from the Suns? Interesting. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't think that's a trade. And the Suns are trying to win a championship. So yeah. are they going to go after a Grant? I don't see that playing out. I don't the either. cap. The cap maneuvering doesn't make sense in that trade. Uh, I don't see it. I really don't. I really, really don't. Jeff, I have a question for you. Actually, now that we're on the Pistons, real quick. What does it take for you to say I'm off of the Dwayne Casey train? Not that you are on it, but I think just from the standpoint of I'm done with it, I'm sick of it, move on. What does that look like? Well, is it a win-loss column issue? It, 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 it's going to be both. It's going to be I'm, – I'm obviously – this year it's a wash. You know they're going to lose games. My evaluation of Dwayne Casey starts next season. What, how do they start? How does the team look? Um, locker room. How does how's the team responding to Dwayne Casey? Do they look like they've – kind of you know gotten sick of his message i think that's the biggest thing because in basketball it's not always x's and o's it's it's you need a guy that can you know rally for your team not only that put you in the best situations to win and you can get a guy that everyone can play hard for Dwayne casey's a great head coach in my opinion i think he he's a great teacher of the game the question is can you come out next year and go 500 can you go out next year and, and make it to 10 for the play-in tournament i don't know and i think that's what i'm going to base it off it's tough to judge doing this year but certainly this year there's been a lot of questions enough, a lot, enough questions for me to question his job but to say i'll fire him without knowing who else i'm going to bring in i know coop made up a great point bringing in jerome allen i don't know what the pistons are going to do but as of right now i don't see a guy walking into this team and turning them around like that so i'm i'm, I'm holding on to Dwayne i don't next mind season. it 
I'm all right it. next question is there a star player the red wings can acquire in free agency or is it somebody within the team that can help them take the next step i'll tell you what there are two players in the upcoming free agent class that i'm looking at philip forsberg and johnny Goudreau. those are the two i'm looking at you don't have to get them they're maybe not heart contenders every single year but i will say i think raymond can be a star larkin is already developing into a star player it's you're seeing it right in front of you so whether or not steve eiserman goes all in in free agency i think that's the question 2023's free agent class is just as attractive as this one this one at the top it's super heavy with 33 34 35 year olds malkin bergeron i don't think the wings are that piece away so i don't think they'll go for those guys i think they're going to go for a 26 27 year old Goudreau and Philip Forsberg. Is Adam Indian or Arab? Neither. I'm an American. <laughs> uh, I'm actually, uh, I am Arab, yep. I am Arab. My parents are born uh, born in Lebanon, in the Middle East. Hey, Adam, if the tomato is a fruit, then ketchup is a smoothie. Shh. Adam, first, go to hell. <laughs> that is the most disgusting thing I've ever read in my life. Is he wrong? He's not wrong. That's the problem. <laughs> He's not wrong. That's the freaking problem. We got to go. Thank you for a good Wednesday show. Tomorrow uh, and Friday are going to be absolutely spectacular. I am so excited for it. And you guys know what's going to happen Monday if the Rams win, right? You, you know I'm burning this whole place down. You guys have a great Wednesday. Happy hump day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you again. Make sure you drop a like before you head out off the YouTube channels. We'll see you tomorrow.